With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hi, welcome everyone. It is um, 6-27-2016. We welcome everyone. Uh, Vital, you had a guest. Please speak. Yeah, S dot and uh, Mike, you guys talk to each other. Go ahead. Hey, um, yes, I was wondering about because I had a vaccine problem from like two years ago. You hear me? Yeah, what kind of Yeah, yeah. It's a property tax lien. And um, I started, I, 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 uh, it was like two years ago, so I started writing letters to this uh, man, Jim, who's the owner of the company. He never wrote back to me. Every time I wrote him, his lawyer would send a letter like, son of the court, son of the court. And I was like, I'm just you, trying to say. You wrote, hold on, you wrote to who? To the CEO of the debt collection agency company, Jim. His name is Jim Meeks, to the man. And um, he never replied. All he did was nothing. He never did anything. His lawyer would send me something. This was like two years ago. So I would talk to Vital, and Vital would be like, write this letter, write this letter. So I, I would write them letters. And I, I left it alone, and they didn't bother me. But I just wanted the problem. I just wanted the situation dealt with. So what I did was, I called them, and they sent me some forbearance agreement because I told them. I told them over the phone. I know I should have put it in writing. I said, I want to settle this. The best I could do right now is blah, blah, blah. A hundred a month, I think I said, or every two weeks. And they said, okay, we'll send it to, you, to, to our um, – we'll send you a forbearance agreement. So the forbearance agreement they sent – was like $5,000, and it had to be paid a week or two later. I'm like, I can't do this. So that's where I'm at right now. When did you get that? I got that last week. And nothing's happened since? Nothing's happened since. That's why I called. Send it, I back to... say you... Send it back and say you believe that. Was it signed by anybody or did it have anybody's name on it? Yeah, his name is Joseph Smith. I know his name. He's the financial asset manager. Yeah, I don't give a shit what he does, but if he sent you the letter, he signed it, then he's the man you're you're dealing with. Cool. But, and, but I think I would send it back to him and let him know. I would make a copy of it, but I would send it back to him and say that you believe he sent that by mistake. You already have worked out agreement with, and then say who he worked out the agreement with. Cool. And um, if they, if if their lawyer keeps sending summonses, because I already know that's going to happen. Who did you make this agreement hundred dollars a month with? 
There was somebody over the phone. There was a lady over the phone. You're kidding, so, right? Huh? You're kidding, right? No. Dude, you don't have no agreement with nobody. <laughs> yeah. Some lady over the phone? That's the flimsiest thing I ever heard. That's never going to fly in any court. Yeah. You got no agreement with nobody. Yeah, because I'm not going to Did you get her name? No, I didn't get her name. See, actually, I have the phone. I have the, the conversation recorded, so. All right, so you might be able to find her name in the recording. Yeah. So what you got to do is possibly send her or call her and tell her to send the agreement in writing or write to her to send uh, the agreement in writing or send her what the conversation was, what the agreement was, and if she agrees with it to... uh, Just send her a letter and remind her what the agreement was. Don't ask her for any forms. Don't ask her for anything in writing. Just send it to her. Cool. During our conversation on whatever date, uh, we agreed that I would pay $100 a month, blah, 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 whatever your agreement was. Say, please find the check enclosed. Pay cash if you want. I wouldn't pay cash unless you got a witness or something. Maybe use a money order, however you want to do it. So just say, uh, enclosed is my first payment of $100. Thanks, Mm -hmm. kind regards. And what do I do if they, their lawyer sends the summons again? He sent me like two of those so far. Say I, say I believe you issued this summons in error, uh, whatever, so copy and close. Just say this matter has been settled. And this matter has already been settled. Okay. Cool. Hey, let me ask you uh, a couple of clarifications. Uh, you say this is a, a debt collector that's trying to collect his money? Yeah. An interloper, self-interested okay. trespasser. And uh, and this was a, t- a property tax lien that they bought, or how did yeah, they, 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 they come about? They bought it from um, New York City because it was water and trash and property taxes, and they bundled it in one, and they sold it to MTAG, which is the company, the debt collection agency. And then they sent me a bill for that for for the for all three in one, and then the one I got recently was for their lawyer fees, which I don't even understand. I need lawyers. I'm paying lawyer fees for if he's trying to take my my property. I'm like, why am I paying for your lawyer? Ask him, ask him if he has. Require him send you a verifiable bill, or ask him if. Tell, require him to send you a copy of the contract because you don't believe you have a contract with him. Cool. Sh- should he just do that and uh, not worry about that uh, agreement now? Maybe these people yeah. will go away. Yeah, I would. I would probably get them to verify the debt, show you have some kind of like. There's nothing. You have no obligation to speak to these people. If they're a debt collector, you probably shouldn't have said anything to them in the first place, except who are you and who are you to me? Yeah. I don't fucking know you. You got a contract? You could send me a copy. I don't, I don't think I know you. I don't think I owe you anything. Cool. You can provide me a contract or send me a verifiable bill. We'll talk. I'll probably pay you right now. But I think you're, I think you're a bullshitter. I don't think I owe you anything. Cool. And if they say, oh, we bought the debt? 
tell them to send you uh, proof of the accounting showing how much they paid for the debt because you only owe them what they paid. If you owe a million dollars and they bought the debt for a hundred dollars, you owe them a hundred dollars. The other, the rest of the millions paid. Nice. Alrighty. Yeah, because I, I, I was going to send them a letter, but I didn't want to do it with the obscenities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can type some of the words. They'll make it a little shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who the f are you? What I tried. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I was feeling they ain't gonna answer. I was feeling they ain't gonna answer anyway. Just put the swear words in, in square brackets. You don't know that they won't answer you. They might. Yeah. They didn't answer me the other times. I uh, well, that's true. I mailed them letters, but never know. They just need this time. Like, how much is this tax being worth? Fifty. Well, it was thirty-eight thousand. Now it's fifty-three because of the damn lawyer fees and interest. Okay, Mike. I um, won't interrupt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, if they hired a lawyer, they pay for the lawyer. Tell them they can stick their lawyer bill up their arse. I didn't hire a lawyer. Why would I pay a lawyer bill? You hired a lawyer. You pay it. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't even verified the debt. Yeah, I, I don't think I met you ever. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Can yeah. I interrupt? You just said. You Thank already you. did twice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if the, Can I interrupt if, now? Yes. So I, thought, I thought it was my turn. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if the title or deed was not in their in their name, therefore they cannot transfer the deed, period. And if they do... Then they then that's when you ask for um just in conversation. Ah, uh, yeah, it ain't in their name. They they just put a lien on my thing. They they, they just came out of the the, the crack, the hole in the wall. They <laughs> came out of nowhere. But, hey, but their their name is not their name is not. Hold on, Mike. Their name is not. In the title or title, title or deed. Who cares? Gives no, it does. It does matter. It's a debt. That's all it is. It's a debt. They put a lien on him because they think he owes money and he didn't pay it. They put a lien. It's a debt. That's it. It's not a mortgage. Not a foreclosure. Not any of that. Um. So, oh, what do you think about how, that? Me... How, how did they get a lien without a judgment, or did they get a judgment? They, as far as well, as I as I read in New York State, they, as far as I know, they didn't get one. They what happens is, as soon as they buy it from New York. City, New York State, they automatically put a lien on it because when it happened, when they sold it, that it doesn't, came that on doesn't, a make, sense. That doesn't huh? make sense. You can't you can't get a lien without a judgment. So how um, can you sell a lien that doesn't exist and make it exist now? 
Correct. Yeah. And you cannot and, correct and you cannot do a default after you can you cannot take you they cannot take you to court after the default in another bank's name. Huh? There's no bank involved. On the lien it says Bank of New York. On the on the oh. the lien. Yeah. And uh-huh. I don't, what I don't get is the company is named Intag. They're in Virginia. The bank that bought it was Bank of New York. And I'm like, it's fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah, but who cares who bought it, who sold it, whatever, verifies the debt. Yeah. Well, it's a big yeah, issue. It's a, it's, it's a, hold, hold on. It's a big issue when they try to default when they don't have the title. He's and talking and about. Child? Can you, can you stop? Can you stop? Okay. We're talking okay. about a debt. We're talking okay. about a debt. Okay, thank you. Okay, again, we're talking about again we're talking about Okay, then stop. I will stop. Okay, never mind, you run the show. I'll shut up now, Cheyenne, you run the fucking show. I asked I asked everyone to mute out. And let Mike and and the other guy talk. I wonder why I get sick of this fucking show. And I if you have Mike, any questions, write them down Mike, and ask them I at the said, end. Mute out. Cheyenne, fucking mute out. Right. I said oh, I will stop. Mute the fuck out. <laughs> right, Enough. Mike. Hang up. Yes, Mike. Wow. So uh, one thing that uh, we can look at is um, if they're a debt collector... Um, and they're, uh, uh, whatever they send you, is there like the mini Miranda there? Is there an attempt to collect with that? Well, the, the sentence they send me only got the names of the houses that are under that they got the death for. That's all that's on it. No, nothing are, are you in a car? Hold, hold on, hold on. Are you in a car? I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, you got to be quiet. We we'll hear you. Huh? Okay. Now, if you're not talking, you know, it's crazy. No, I think that's the man we're talking to. Alright, you all set now? I'm on my way to my car. Yeah, you gotta stay. You gotta be someplace quiet and don't move around too much because your, your sound quality is not very good to begin with. All right, hold on. All right. So, do they do they have the mini Miranda and the paperwork they send you where it says there's an attempt to collect of that? Probably. I got to check because it's at home. I'm, I'm still at work. All right. Well, at some point, you know, you should uh, maybe send me a copy of a document that you received or whatever, maybe the latest one. Cool. So we can take a look at it. Yeah, but uh, if they're a debt collector, you know, and that if that is there, most likely they're a debt collector. And uh, you may also want to look at your credit report 
and see if they've been, uh, you know, checking your credit and, and reporting anything on there. Because okay. there might be a violation of the FDCPA. Okay. But anyway, I'll let you uh, continue with Mike. All right. Yeah, I, don't know. I, forget. I forget where we were. He was asking. Oh, I think you were talking about uh, how they get a lien and, uh, um, you know, if they didn't get a judgment. And uh, the way I know that they do those things is they do they file a notice of lien, they record in the registry of deeds, then they get a, a a copy of a certified copy of it, and that's what they use. Well, I would still require them to send me a copy of the order because I didn't get it. Cool. Did you get a notice of lien before they actually put a lien? Nope. I didn't get anything. All I know is I, I, the only way I knew is because I checked online on my on my on my um deeds on my deed and it was there. Actually, let me rephrase that. The city of New York did send a letter saying that they sold the lien to to the company Intag. That's all I got. And then when I, when I looked online, that's when I saw it on my... They said they sold the lien? Yeah, the city of New York sold the lien to Intag Services. They sent me that letter to that, to, the, to that debt collection agency. That's all I got from them. And then when I checked online, it was there. How long ago was that? That was two years ago. That was in 2014, August. And you didn't do anything? I didn't know what to do. Well, okay. Well, that explains why they did it. It's your fault. You, you ignored it. No, you I didn't know what to do. You didn't say anything. How would I just close them up? I don't know anything about common law and internet. Now that I know. So are you able to scan uh, some of those documents, or you yeah. have them already scanned? Yeah, um, uh, I have some. When I get home, I'm going to scan, the, scan them all, and I'm going to send them right. to you. But no, don't send them yet. Just uh, okay. let me know when you have them scanned, and uh, we'll uh, see how we're going to handle it. All right. Cool. Probably want to see that, you know, that notice, and then maybe way back when you know, what was going on and what's happening recently. Okay. All right. So let me know when you're able to do that, you know, as soon as you can. And um, anything else going on besides that? Nope. That's all. Well, you're a lucky man. (laughs) Yeah. I got like a hundred things going on. You got nothing going on other than that. Nope. That's because you're a shit disturber. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking the pile. Yeah, you're trouble. one of those guys that knows enough to get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's how you learn. Yeah, you got to get in the battle to get you know to get your uh, experience. 
Actually, now that I think about it, I do got something else. It's it's traffic. Oh, oh see, now he just did kick it too. <laughs> That's only two. You probably got a book for my um, retail. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I just got a traffic speeding ticket. I'm probably going to meet with the prosecutor and be like, hey, I want to settle this matter privately. Bring me the man that says well, I can go. Well, uh, I don't think you want to do that. That's not how we talk about doing it. You want to do it in writing. Yeah, yeah. Not me, not me with somebody. No. Yeah. When did you get the speeding ticket, and what is it about? I did a 49 and a 35. No, was it 49? Yeah, it was like a 49, yeah, and a 35, he says. I don't think they give you a ticket for going 35 and a 49. No, 49 and a 35, not a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so were you speeding? That's what he yeah. That's what he says. And I was speeding. So I was like, okay. I didn't catch it otherwise probably wouldn't have. Is that your first ticket in a while or Yeah. First one in a while. I had first one ever, basically. <laughs> first ticket ever? Wow. Yep. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. And where is it at? When? How long ago did you get the ticket? Where is it at right now? That was that was that was a couple of weeks ago. Couple of weeks, and uh, you submitted it in, or they automatically give you a hearing, or how does it work? They gave me a they gave they gave me a hearing, and it's not till next month. Yeah, right, next so month. we probably. We probably should look at that as well and see maybe we can do something with that. Okay. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go speaking to nobody about that. Okay. Cool. Speaking is the poison in most of this stuff. Oh. I know I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll uh, we'll catch each other on Skype and uh you know, we'll see what we can do with that other issue. And this one as well. Cool. All righty. So you're down, you're down, where are you down, Brooklyn? I'm in Colorado right now, but the property is in Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Oh, this was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I left it alone because, yeah. So the speeding um, is uh, in Colorado? Yeah. All right. Are you near Bob Titus? Huh? Are you near Bob Titus, Colorado uh, Springs? I'm in, I'm by I'm by uh I'm I'm in I'm in um um not Long Island. This is called. It's by Lafayette, but I live in Thornton. Oh, it's close to, which you're is gonna close go, to Colorado. You, you were gonna go talk to a district attorney, assistant district attorney, or a prosecutor, and you don't even right. know where you where you're at. <laughs> no, I know I'm not gonna eat, with it. They're gonna eat you for lunch, dinner, and breakfast the next day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's important. All right, man, so we'll. All right, that's cool. So we'll we'll yeah. talk soon. All right, we'll catch you soon on Skype there, and uh, we'll try to set something up to help you. All right.
cool. Thanks. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Anybody else? We got something going on? Anybody have any questions? Speak up now. All right, I got somebody else to come on, uh, Mike. All right. Hold on a second. Let me bring him on. How many people are on? Anybody can see the board? No idea. Everybody's afraid to speak up now because you're yelling and screaming at people. Because I'm mean. I don't know. I'm trying to help somebody, and somebody keeps jumping in with all this frivolous nonsense. It's a huge distraction. I tell them to stop, and they don't. Just kind of annoying. That's all. The worst thing is, you know, I'll mute out, and then you know, keep talking. Just friggin' mute out. That's the same thing Bob Tyler used to say. All right, I'll mute out, and two seconds later, he's talking again. Yeah. All right, this guy's gonna call in. I'm giving him the number. Uh, seven two four 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 seven four Hi, Mike. Hi, Patel. It's Sonia. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Mike. There's 12 on the call. Uh, Vitel and Jake Gregg are, and um, myself and you, there's only four that's on the phone uh, in the restaurant computer. That's why nobody could call in. Uh, Jake Gregg is not on computer. Vitel's not on computer. You're not on computer. And I wasn't on the phone. So anyway, there's 10, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 9 on computer. And um, so there's 12 altogether, so you got a dozen. So yeah. So what's happening this evening, gents? Uh, uh, VTEL's got someone coming on? I think so, yeah, but I got uh I got hundreds and hundreds of stairs to walk up soon, so I'm going to be muted and out of breath in a bit. Oh, man. Order an elevator. Order. Yeah. Make, it, make an order. <laughs> hey, I got to finish. Tell Rapunzel to put her hair down. Say <laughs> hey, what? You, tell Rapunzel to put her hair down. Oh, Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're, you're visiting somebody up at the London Tower Jail? <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Pisa. 
Oh, Mike. Okay, mute out and, uh, yeah, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody makes fun of that uh, uh, leaning power uh, cower of pizza, but uh, Italians were smart. How are you going to get the pizza off the roof unless the place is leaning? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're really trying to dumb us down, aren't they? Make us stupider. The greatest thing I ever heard about uh, that leaning power uh, uh, tower of pizza was uh, somebody went there, I don't know, from England or Scotland or someplace, and they said, uh, I'm going to come back here with a few of the boys and we're going to push that thing and straighten it out. Sylvie, tell what kind of surprise you got for us this evening. Supplies? Surprise, yes. <laughs> Every time I hear surprise, I think of the the recruits that were in the, in the military, and the, the sergeant says, okay, and there was a Chinese guy there. He didn't speak English that well. And uh, the sergeant assigns duties to everybody, and he goes, and you, Wong, you're going to go in the warehouse and you're going to be in charge of supplies. So, you know, everybody's doing their work. And then when it comes time to uh, assemble, they can't find Wong. So they're, you know, calling for him and he doesn't answer. So they go inside the warehouse looking for him. And then all of a sudden he jumps out and he goes, supplies! <laughs> so, uh, let me see. One here. Are you here? You're here. You there or here? I'm over there. <laughs> you saying I'm you? <laughs> uh, Mike is uh, walking up some stairs now, so uh, he's going to be listening, probably not going to be able to talk. So important um, to you want to tell us a little bit of what you want to talk about? You there? Anybody home? Was that him speaking or was that, is that you, Joe? That wasn't me. Or is he being shy? Let me see if he's still if he's on there.
dead air. I remember Michael talking about don't have dead air on the show. No, that's Cheyenne. (laughs) It's kind of spooky. Yeah, I got a few hundred more stairs to go. Oh, Mike, we don't expect you to be doing any talking. We'll we'll just try and keep things rolling until you get to the top, and then you'll probably be a half an hour trying to recuperate. (laughs) Is he trying to jump, commit suicide? (laughs) No, I don't. Come on, Cheyenne didn't mean it. You don't have to to end it. (laughs) I don't think Mike's that type. Yeah, I don't think you can knock, knock that young fella down. No I'm, way. Way. I'm so angry, I'm puffing and puffing. <laughs> Are you climbing uh, Niagara Falls? No, we did the Niagara Escarpment. Let's just get Mike all excited and upset, and I'll bet you he'll be up to the top of those stairs in no time. <laughs> get him mad. So, Vito, we're going to do a GoFundMe page for you for your $40 fine. <laughs> yeah. Did you start that? We were talking about it last week. Stop, <laughs> Marilda. When you when you're meeting with the uh, the newspaper guy, um, I was hoping to do it this week, but I got to meet F81 on Wednesday, so probably gonna do it towards the end of the week or next week. No big hurry. Don't forget to ask him how he knew everything that guy was writing down ended up in the court file. That that makes me scratch my head. Was he spying on what the guy was writing or something? Yeah, but that's all a lie because what was filed was the day before in this timestamp. So ask, ask him why he's false reporting then. Demand, demand yeah. a retraction. Well, I mean, it's it's no big Amanda, deal. I just want to... A man doesn't false report. What the guy did was printed lies. So I'm going to try to approach it more in a way of, um, you know, having a conversation with him, and uh, maybe he can write a story correcting the record some, and uh, we'll see. Corporate media for you. I'm at the top of the stairs now. I'm in traffic for a bit. Hey, Mike. How many steps were there? That's funny. I said I'm in traffic, like in commerce. (laughs) 
I'm trafficking right now. Where are you going, up to the combat zone? You're not watching your words. I'm sorry, what's that? What, are you walking up to the combat zone? Yes, I'm walking into the eye of the storm like a true hero. Red light district? Well, there is a red are light are you looking for a date with the Cheyenne's chicken? I'll choke it. <laughs> so, Vitell, your your friend, your speaker this evening, um, what's he specialize in? You know, or what's his interest? Who? Your friend, your speaker this evening? Oh, I don't have a speaker. I'm just bringing people on that need help. Oh, I see. I thought you were bringing somebody on that uh, had a specific subject. I see. No, no. There's a few people that have been looking for help, and Mike was off Skype, so it's kind of hard for us to get things going. Yeah. So now, you know, trying to get caught up with some of these things. Yeah. Can Mike, can Mike start up a new account? I did. I got I got hacked right after Mike because what happened was I opened up a link on on Mike's uh, one of his uh, rooms. I opened up his link and I got caught too, right after him. I was the first one to be caught right after him, I believe. So I was down for about three weeks, but I managed to get my account back because I had actually wrote to Skype. And they got me back. In, in my yeah, that's own, good. That's, that's too complicated. Yeah, well, yeah, that's too complicated for him after though. No. He can't they call should, Skype and. They, they should close that room. There's so much. There's so much garbage floating around that room now. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Mike wouldn't be able to call Skype. It's too complicated for him. He'd have to write that letter. Um, if uh, if. Um, uh, MF does uh, another account. It will be top secret, classified. Yeah. All right. So one here. Are you here? Yeah, I'm back now. The only thing I might have to deal with is wind. You're not jumping, are you? <laughs> no. He's having a hard time. Yeah, I asked him that already. Uh, He's having a hard time getting on. He said, keeps saying the pen is not recognized. So let me straighten that out with him. I'll be back. Yeah, if they don't recognize the pen, he just has to press one and pound. Join in as a guest. Mike, when when I got hacked. Um, I started up a, another um, s- Skype room, and uh, I used a different name. Actually, it was w- one of my names, but I, I just used a different name, and I got back in right away. And then actually, this this second account that I have now is dormant because, it, like I said, I was surprised to get my own back. But, um, no, you, if you 
needed to or wanted to, you could start one up. And I started one up in my middle name, Jean Sonia Patterson. And uh, but it's lying dormant right now because I don't use it because I got mine back. So mm-hmm. You could start one up in, in your own name, but I, you know, it, it was a shame because I had to start all over. I had to go back to my friends and back to everyone that knew me, and half of them didn't know if I was the real me. I had to give my phone number out to some people. I had one nut bar phone me at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, are you you? <laughs> that, that was me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't you, Retail. No. Master Lou. If it was me, if it was me, you'd be glad that called at that well, time. Yes, I I would have been happy if it was you, but no, it was it was like I said that you know, you know me, I don't use too many name calling things, but this was a nut bar at two o'clock in the morning. I was pissed. Hello, hello, Vital. <laughs> hey, this is Vital. This is Mike. Who, Mike? Mike, yes, we were fussing here with the phone for a minute or two. <laughs> All right, one here. Okay, one here is one here. here. Yes, yes, yes. So there we go. Mike. One here. There we go. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So there you go. MF is there. He's listening. So what issue you want to talk about today? Okay, um, and it's it's Mike also that I'm talking to, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, um, let me try to sum up as briefly as I can, so I don't go on all night long because I don't. I want to. I don't want to take up your precious time. Okay, so um, December of 2015, um, uh, this man pulled over for a, so a set of lights, and there was a there was a cover on the license plate, and the woman wanted to write a ticket, uh, wanted to talk to the man about it. The man uh, said, "Hey, this is a private living man sitting here. How can I help you?" Didn't discuss the ticket or anything like that. Um, she brought a sheriff to the window. The two of them sat there and tried to talk to me into giving some kind of name. Anyway, long story short of the matter is they came back a few minutes later with a, um, a couple of tickets, one for a uh, covered or license plate obfuscated and the other for obstruction. So the, this man, through some information, chose not – chose. To, this is all – yeah, let me. I'll explain why. But the man chose to ignore the paperwork. The man spoke to the woman uh, there at the side of the who, road. Who is, said, hey, who is the right? man? Are you talking in some kind of code or something? Because I'm getting kind of confused. Okay, you, I don't mean you, to be confused. When you say uh, the man, do you mean you? Okay, it's me. Yeah, this is me. I, I tend not to use I, me, my for another for a whole other reason. So I'm not trying to confuse you. Yeah, I'm not a judge. I'm not a prosecutor. So you can just talk to me normal. I'll understand oh, better. <laughs> okay, I'll go to I'll, I'll go to normal mode. Sorry about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not I'm not trying so, to get jurisdiction. Don't worry. No, I get it. And 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 there's there's another reason I do that, but I won't get into it on the call and waste your time. So here's the deal. So I I sat there and I didn't I didn't give any jurisdiction whatsoever. I just said, look, I'm a private living man. How can I help you? And I didn't discuss any of the matters that she wanted to talk about. I just said, you know, what can I do for you? I mean, how can I help you? I don't really know what to do for you there. I didn't discuss the problem with the cover on the license plate that was trying to, you know, it, it, trying to keep the camera from taking, you know, getting in a, a view of things from overhead cameras and so on. And um, that's all. There was no speeding. You know, it's just traveling along about 70 miles an hour at the speed limit, you know, 12 o'clock midnight. Anyway, long story short of the matter, she, took, she put two pieces of paper inside the man's property. This, I'm sorry, my property. Sorry. 
into my property through the window on the on the passenger side, and they left. So that was simple as it was. So I decided not to go into the court. And there's a reason I didn't do that, but that's another discussion. But in any case, so I didn't go into the court. And then about two months, two and a half months later, I was, tra- I was uh, traveling along, going about my business, and I had the same cover on the plate. And um, I, some, the, the lights went on, and I pulled over, and they yanked me out of the machine. And the way they did it was this. Two of them came up to the window, or one each to each side of the window, and said, uh, start talking. And the man just, I, I just responded. I said, hey, um, do you understand this man will do nothing voluntarily? And they said, what man? And I just repeated, do you understand this man will do nothing voluntarily, blah, blah, blah. So they, they pulled open the, the door on my side. They put handcuffs on me and yanked me out, threw me in the back, took me into a um, holding facility, the correction, Department of Corrections or whatever. Um, I sat there for two days. They could not book me because they can't book me the way I do things. Um, but somebody came and bailed me out, and so they bailed me. They they bailed me out. Uh, Five thousand dollar bailed me out, and um, but they never booked me at all. They took pictures, but they didn't couldn't couldn't get fingerprints, or they couldn't get a signature or anything of that type of thing. So anyway, that's that. I haven't. So as as uh, from that from that from being grabbed and grabbed out of the machine and taken into a cell and held for two days. There was there's uh, repercussions from that tickets and a bunch of I think tickets at least and there's a new case that I saw the other day I don't know what the case is there's another case added on anyway long story short of the matter was I know there's at least one warrant on the table for sure because they said they had a warrant for the for the for the second situation but that's that's as far as that went um, the second situation I haven't explored that I kind of left it set aside. But there's a reason I, I didn't go have contact with them. And it's not just to be belligerent or, or anything of that sort. The information I got from another source was indicating that um, it's useful to approach things in a certain way, so I was following that. But after the first contact, I started studying um, Carl Lentz information and sucking as much up of it, up it as I possibly could and or can. And I got to a point where I realized that to walk in there and have contact with them at this point is kind of a troublesome situation because they're probably going to just grab, the, grab, grab me or otherwise, or, if, or they're going to want to set up an appointment or a, a, a case uh, for, to meet with them and do whatever. So I, I really wasn't prepared to do for that, but I did see the principle of Carl saying, hey, file your own claim and go and work from there. And so I watched a whole bunch of the videos available from that he put out, and I have a list of them, and I was going to go back and watch them here in the next day or two. But the, what, what I really couldn't quantify was this. I, I'd like to pursue the claim. I'd like to get good at that, and I'd like to be able to do it. But I'm not sure if those videos tell me all that I need to know. I'm not sure You're if done. I'm competent. Yeah, that's I'm kind not, of what I thought. That's what I, I thought. Can tell you, I can tell you right now I'm not helping you file a claim. Okay, good. I think whether whether you knew the way Carl does things back then or not, right? You've made a lot of big mistakes. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. You got a lot of stuff to fix. You got to do this all on paper. I can see not wanting to go into court, but you got to settle things on paper before you go to court. Okay. That way, you establish a few things before you get there. Okay. So, 
so I can I can provide a little bit more information to help to to clarify the matter. I've put notices into the at least I've put notices into the first case for starters. I put notices into their second case with their with the tickets for the for being pulled out of the machine. So I have notices. Um, we'll call them. I, I could get the list, but you, you probably know them already. Notice of idiot. Notice of um, a man not um, no, no, notice of non-representative. Uh, similar to what and, I, and where I got the help from that was Gus has a call. Um, a word nerd's call. Anyway, he yeah. went on, on, on one of his calls, he went through and explained the different notices, and he was helping another man. So I was able to get the idea of the of those, those points, and I put notices into the court case, so I'll leave it at that. So I don't want to fuss with your time. If you know, if you're not want to be involved in this, I totally get it. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the rest of the story for the moment. So. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I think you'll have a hard time filing a claim. Um, okay. It'll, I think it'll take you a long time. You got a lot of studying to do, I think. Um, okay. For what I do, I'm not saying you did it wrong. Maybe that's the way you learned to do it. Maybe that's the way you wanted to do it. That's fine. But it's, the way you handled it, it's almost completely opposite of how I handle things. Well, that's... In my, in my opinion... In my opinion, whether you believe you are right or not, mm-hmm. I think you acted a little bit dishonorably, and you could have handled it way better. Okay. Um, if you want my help or to do it more like Carl, yeah. you're going to have to slow down and be a little more polite and respectful, but still, okay. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know if, how much Carl you've listened to, but the old polite granny letters but asks very short, specific questions. Okay. Um, See, like, what I think people should do if it were, well, I don't know, I'm a bit of a smartass. I'd probably try all kinds of crazy stuff for fun, but Mm -hmm. what I usually tell people that they should think about doing is when a cop pulls you over and he says license, registration, ownership, whatever, Say, yeah, absolutely. Is that an order? As you're reaching for it, and he'll probably say, yeah. And then when you hand him the driver's license, say, this isn't mine. I believe it's property of the state. And then you can probably pretty much just shut up and wait for your ticket and go home. And then after you get home, when you're sitting there all comfortable, no threat of having your window smashed, pepper spray, taser, none of that. Then you write a letter saying something like, greetings, Bob, I believe you sent this ticket, you issued this ticket in error. Uh, See copy and close. Say I did not operate under any contract and maybe put in square brackets license at the time of the, and then put in quotation, traffic stop. Uh, actually, before you do that, I would probably send a letter saying, uh, greetings, Bob. I apologize if I offended you on whatever date. That was not my intent. Please forgive me. Kindly send me a bill for any harm, loss, or injury or services provided, and I will compensate as soon as I can. 
And then it sounds a little bit wussy, but what that does is when you say I apologize, that shows that you're an honorable man, but you put if you offended him. So you're not saying you did. You're not saying you didn't. You're just saying if. Then you say it was not my intent. That means if you were doing something wrong, you had no idea it was wrong. So intent is everything. And then when you ask for a bill, he can't send you a bill for services because he's been paid by the taxpayers. And he can't send you a bill for harm, loss, or injury because you didn't harm him, you didn't suffer any loss, and you didn't damage any of his property. So now he can't even send you a bill. <laughs> so that so that little pussy letter, it, it, it showed honor. It removed any belief of intent. It shows that there's no bill. And it shows that there was no harm, loss, or injury. And you offered to compensate in private. So now it's not even a public matter. It's got nothing to do with the court. And then you could also send him another letter, send him his ticket back and say you believe it was sent in error. And then the whole case is pretty much destroyed at that point, but they'll probably keep moving against you. Maybe not, but I think that's a huge start. Those two letters will shatter everything. Can I, do you mind if I interject a point or two? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't mind. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, my rapid-fire delivery of the information in the beginning was because I was just trying to give you a quick picture so I don't go on into details and waste a ton of your time, like I've observed people do from time to time. So that's number one. Number two, <laughs> I, I initially sent a letter similar to what you said, but not as not not as not exactly the same. That said, um, you have the wrong. You know, you you've got the wrong. I, I found this from something Carl put out a long while back. Uh, basically, um, I wasn't operating as a licensed driver at the time. Um, I'm just, you know, a man going from point A to point B, et cetera, et cetera, with my property. So that's that was that approach, the effort um, effort to approach it that way. Um, but what I would like to ask is this. If, if you don't feel comfortable working with me, I comprehend and I'll just go along and go about my business. I've been working no, with I'm, you, Tyler. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm not willing to help you. I'm just saying that definitely at this point, I'm right. not interested in helping write a claim. If you want me to help you write a claim, there's a lot of shit you're going to have to fix before that point. Okay. Like for, me, for me to help somebody write a claim, the other side has to be way out of line. It's like they have to throw you in a cage because your grass is too long or something. Yeah, I'll help you with a claim about that. But when you kind of when you kind of mishandled it, right? In my opinion, I will only help if you come back into honor, which will take well, a little while. But I, I'm glad to do that. Come back into honor without a problem. And there's reasons why it was handled this way. I, I get that, and I know I can imagine how how it sounds on the other end, which is logical. But here, but here's what I would like to do, if I could ask. Um, I, I can easily come back into honor on the matter if I comprehend what it takes to do that. For number one, number two, I, I need to be able to, I need to be able to be competent so that I can um, stand on my own two feet, so to speak. And I'm not sure where to go to study to learn all of this aspect. I, I get the idea of the claim. I get what he's, what Carl's described and so on, but I'm not even sure where to study at. <laughs> and, and so 
and I'm, you know, that's my, that's one of the aspects of the thing. So helping to write a claim on the matter might be a teaching or training tool for me any, in any case for the future. I, how do you feel about that, or, or, or is that not rational? <laughs> well, in the future it's possible, but I wouldn't waste any time thinking about a claim right now. you got a lot of, okay. a lot of shit to get straightened out first. Okay. But as far as coming back into honor, mm-hmm. apologize if you offended them is a pretty good step. Asking for forgiveness is a pretty good step. Offering okay. to pay if you've caused them harm, loss, or injury is a good step into coming into honor. Offering to pay if he provided you services, mm-hmm. all that stuff will help bring you back into honor. Um, could I ask you this? Would it be... I have I have access to the notices that I sent in. One of them is the asking forgiveness um, notice, or it's not a letter, but yeah, kind of a, a very short letter. The uh, extending forgiveness has one here wishes to be forgiven. So that that was already uh, entered into the enter, entered into the the case. Um, would it help to 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 read to uh, share the letter or the notices that I put in already? Would that help you at all? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, could you hold just a quick second? I got to get the computer booted up, and I can I can share those with well, you if that's acceptable. I I right. won't be able to look at them right now. I'm not home, no and I'm on the phone and everything else. If uh, you've been working with Vital, send them to him unless he's already got them. Um, let's see. I'll I'll work it out with Vital, sending what I've sent in to him if that's acceptable to you, and then we can proceed if you wish. Well, yeah, I should probably make sure it's okay with him before I tell you to send him a whole bunch of crap. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, that's, that's totally why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> okay. Um, whatever I don't like, I can just trash anyway. I thought you were going to say whatever you, whatever you don't like, you can send to me. Yeah, there you go. So I got a question for you, uh, one here. Go ahead. Uh, you have a license plate issued by the state, and you had something covering that? An obfuscated uh, clear film that makes the overhead camera and cameras from the side. Oh, so they can't oh okay. Is there, so, some, is there some code against that? I've, evidently, there's some code statute or regulations where they don't want it obscured, so I get the math. So. <laughs> I can kind of tell that something don't want that. So, <laughs> so um, but but that was the intent. Obviously, was just to just for whatever purpose, just not to have that go on. So, um, but yeah, and, and I kind of expected I was going to get some attention from it. So it really wasn't an unknown quantity. But um, I was at the point back then. I've, I learned a ton of things since then. But but at that point back then, I had I had kind of decided I wasn't going to be using or offering the license anymore for a number of reasons. So that was kind of a decision that was made, and I, I kind of, you know, I had enough competence to know what I was doing, but the, um, when the warrant came on the scene, and that's kind of, you know, I, I kind of, I, and I've got competence since then about how to function in that matter, but I have to wait for them to pick me up again before that, that goes on as far as doing anything with that. But, in, but my, my general interest is hold, in hold being... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you want them to pick you up? I do not wish them to pick me up. No, that's that's not correct. I I kind of think they so, will be trying to, is my opinion. So at this point, so. Well, what uh, most likely what you got to do is go clear their warrant and and you know get that put to rest. Okay. All right. Um. Just and just a uh, side it'll point. Be easier, it'll be easier to walk in court and clear it up, and get another date to go to court 
then, okay. uh, you know, gets arrested again and dragged around and all that stuff. Do you okay. know the name of a man or woman that works at the court office, like a clerk or some kind of lady at a window? I do not know anybody there. I've never... I, my record is 100% clean. I don't have any experience with these people. I don't have any Not anymore. No, I'm... <laughs> Like Sorry. nobody, nobody sent you a summons. Nobody sent you oh. a notice of warrant. Nobody sent you anything. Okay, good question. All right, so Vital and Vital and I have communicated in the past, but maybe it's been a long while. This man doesn't have. So sorry, I apologize. I do not have a mailing location. They can't contact this man anywhere, anyhow, anyway. Well, that's no good. Well, it, it is and it isn't, but this has been since December of 2013. There's been no mailing location. Why don't, you a, why don't you get a post office box or something? That's a very good, very good question. Um, at the end of 2013, everything in the system was just shut totally down. Business, um, everything, just shut totally down. And the, the specific reason why was this. Uh, there have been about four years of interaction with an agency where they took 10500 from um, uh, this fa uh, our family, so to speak. And well, let's, after let's, go ahead. let's not get into a whole new kettle of fish. I'm Did just you? asking, why don't, why, why don't you just get a post office box? That's possible. That's possible to do for sure. And there's uh, and there's a mailing location I can give them that they will see if they can work with. So we can we can work that direction. Because you can't work. You can have out. mail. I'm just gonna say you can't work things out in private on paper if they can't send you paper anywhere. Point I don't know. One way to do it. One way to do it instead of getting a mailbox, if you have a friend or a relative that you can use there. Uh, address, mail location, whatever, mm -hmm. and just put put C slash O before the the house number on the address and use that, and they can send mail there to you, care of that address. Perfect. Perfect. So for even, starters, even if it's your own, even if it's your own, do the same thing. Use care of. Okay. Here, here we, this is. Go ahead. Sorry. Another thing is. Um, I don't know how they operate their little uh, their little thing there, but um, sometimes, if you're lucky, you can get a warrant removed by just writing a letter to somebody. That's why I'm asking if you know a man or woman's name. If somebody sent you a document, some clerk of the court or court clerk or some some court officer, if you have a man or woman to write to, preferably one of the clerks, you could just say, greetings, Betty, I apologize. I've just found out that I may have missed a court date. Um, can you please uh, schedule a new court date and uh, send me notification of when that date is? And then you can just, and that, that might remove the warrant if you have a new court date. And that shows, because you, basically you're coming into honor. If you, usually if you turn yourself in before they find you, a bench warrant will go away or a failure to appear will go away. But if you don't want to turn yourself in, I get it. If you don't, you might want to try writing a letter first. Okay. Um, so let's see here. Um, 
So in the in the, could could I ask a question because I have limited I, again I don't want to take up a ton of your time but I could use some education or some comprehension yep. when um, when uh, okay I first of all the name there's a name um, a, a name preferably of a man on the warrant so someone went in and looked at the cop looked at what was in the file and there was a name associated or a name written on assigned on the on the warrant so that's that so the question is um, when um, honor. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, when you say act in honor, I know how a man acts honorably. I, I mean, I comprehend that. But in honor, are we talking about in honor there with the court, with the court proceedings in that sense, or could could you be a little more specific? Um, it's honor. It doesn't matter if it's your neighbor or a man acting as judge, a clerk, a prosecutor, you should treat every man with a certain amount of respect. And being polite, working with them, doesn't mean you're guilty. It doesn't mean you're a coward or you're giving up. It's just being polite and respectful. Okay. So if, if for example, if, um, if grandma sends you a sweater and a box of oatmeal cookies, it's polite and honorable to write back and say, greetings, Grandma, thanks for the sweater. It's awesome. The cookies were delicious. It's just honorable. If somebody give, if somebody sends you a present, you don't ignore it. It's, so if you get an offer to court, see, one way I describe it, if I, if I send you an invitation to my birthday party mm-hmm. and I let you know that it's a uh, it's a masquerade party and you got to show up as your favorite cartoon character. Uh-huh. You have, you, you should be honorable enough to at least respond to my invitation, but it doesn't mean you have to dress like Daffy duck. You could write me a letter back and say, greetings, Mike, Mike, thanks for your invitation to your party. I'd love to attend. However, I do not wear costumes. I will show up in my street clothes if that's okay. Obviously, you're not going to ask the court if it's okay, but at right. that point, you've you've accepted my offer, so you're still in honor, but right. you've put a condition on it. Uh, there's no way in hell I'm showing up as, as Casper the Friendly Ghost. And then so at that point, for me to remain in honor, I have to write back, and I can either say, yeah, yeah, street clothes is no problem. It's just more fun when people dress up. <laughs> or I could say no costume, no party, stay home. So at that point, you could say you you would be honorable to write back, and it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Whoever whoever drops the ball loses. Okay. Oh, I, yeah, there we go. That's, I'm familiar with that part, that whole procedure. Okay, so based on what you've spoken to the to, to my ears, and I'm listening and thinking carefully about everything said, <clears throat> I would wonder if I could get copies of everything I've sent in notice-wise because some of the things I've already covered in the notices, some of those things I haven't. And I, I would, I, if I could suggest, could I get those and the copy of the original letter I sent in, could I get, and, and I think I mentioned to Vital, I'm, I would like to donate for any help because I'm not looking, I'm not a predator, I'm a man, I pay my way, I don't expect another man to help me without showing appreciation. And I don't have to, I, I don't know, I'm not using the word pay. I'm saying appreciation comes when you do something, when you provide something, when you donate, whatever you, however you want to look at it. So that's what this man sees. That's what this man does. 
but that that would be only if you felt comfortable working and educating and training a man that's willing to be taught and trained, and that's just the way it is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that this man is 53. This man is trainable and teachable. That's all. It's period. So I have a, I can print out all the copies of all those notices and somehow get them um, and get the letter and get everything on the table so it can be seen what was put in. That might clarify one thing, but the other thing that I'm thinking of is since they couldn't, since nobody could get a hold of this man or me through mailing location, there's no back and forth. Uh, there's no back and forth that was able to take be taken place. So I, I kind of get that, and that's kind of part of the um, equation. Um, so anyway, that's I don't know if that clears some of the aspects of it, but that's kind of part of this thing. So anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know beyond beyond that. Do you have any thoughts that you know on that matter? Or any any thoughts on those points? Well, it would probably. I don't know. If I. It sounds like there's not a ton of documents, but um, as long as there's not too many documents, seeing right. what you sent in, what letters you sent out, what notices you filed, and what documents re- you received, will obviously help me see what you've done and what you forgot to do. Right. Um, see if there's anything that needs to be fixed or clarified. Because okay. um, you, you might get a, a two-page document from a lawyer, uh-huh. and you might think it doesn't say anything important, and I might piss my pants laughing and find all kinds of problems with it. So sure. sometimes it's good it. to see the paperwork. Sometimes yeah. okay. not many people see what I see. I believe you. <laughs> I think you'll find issues with it, no question about it, because when the first when the letter first letter was written and the two tickets were sent back within three days, that was with limited comprehension. The notices came with more comprehension, but I think there's still issues with them. So neither here nor there. Um, that's on, that's for sure. The, the, if I could ask, if this is possible, if there's a way to donate for time, if you want to, you know, again take some time to teach and train a man then I need a PayPal address or some way to get things in the pro- to the proper place, if that's acceptable. And these are donations. Yeah, we'll, we'll, handle, we'll handle that on Skype. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, we don't have I, to talk about that now. Just, uh, you know, keep going with uh, whatever the issue you guys were dealing with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I talk to Vital usually a couple times a week, so okay. whatever. We can talk about stuff like that later. Perfect, perfect. Okay, sounds good. Um so in the meantime, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, if I comprehend correctly, um, I can get those letters either printed out or on some type of a media or some way to get them where they need to go. And then as soon as I'll perform on that within the next day or two, if that's if that's needed or acceptable, and proceed accordingly from there. That's, I can do that and start start working on a mailing location situation. That can I can do that. Yeah, I would um, I would just kind of scrape all your documents together, get them all in one place or whatever. If they're not scanned into the computer, I'd scan them in the computer, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about sending anything tonight or whatever. We can okay. figure all that out in private. Okay. I'll, I can deal with yeah, that. I, I would take your time. I would, uh, I would take your time, uh, you know, even, uh, the, you know, get the, the mail, uh, address to get mail, you know, straightened out if you can. Uh, okay. And then uh, we'll talk the next day or two, and uh, you know, see which which way we're gonna head. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for All taking right. the time. Yeah, no problem. Anything else? Thanks for calling in. Anything else you got? Anything else I'm, you got going on? 
I'm comfortable at the moment. Oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else. I don't believe I have anything else going on at the moment. That should be about it. So. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what S. said, and then he thought of something else. I can't think of anything yeah, but, else at the moment. But see, some of us, some of us only have one issue at a time. We're not all a badass like you. Um, uh, he actually uh, yeah. has he has he has three issues going on actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you guys found each other. Mike Vitell in uh, one one here. Can I ask a question? Hi, one here. We just sure. been up on on Skype. It's Sonia sure. Patterson. Uh, yeah. Sonia Patterson from on on um, on Ontario, Canada. I just want to ask right. a question with the with yeah. the mailing issue. Um, have you considered, um, you know, how you would put about a, a, a mailing address? You know, whether you use square brackets for. Your, the postal code or uh, low caps names and and how you would do that if you were about to to do that. I wouldn't bother with any of that crap. I don't use postal codes. I I only use postal codes if I'm sending. Well, in Canada they have express post and registered mail. In the states it's registered and certified, but I only use a postal code if it's registered or certified. Other than that, I just don't put a postal code on. If the lady at the post, if the lady at the post office says, "Oh, you didn't put a postal code," I always just say, "Yeah, I don't use postal codes. It always goes through." And okay. if she wants, she can look it up. She can write it on whatever. But yeah, I'm not really that worried about postal codes and that. Oh, see here, here, here in uh, Halliburton, they Halliburton, Ontario, uh, they 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 just say they won't do it unless you put the postal code down. They won't do it. Yeah, but they'll, they'll actually give you the book and you know, they'll get you, get you hunted. But the thing is, um, the the thing, the way I look at it is, to my knowledge, nobody has been thrown in jail or let out of jail in regards to anything to do with the postal code. I don't think it makes any difference at all. Okay. If you, if if. If anybody said, oh, you're a citizen or you're under our jurisdiction because you have a postal code, you just say, no, the house that I use has a postal code. Actually, the mailbox. Yeah. But uh, but uh, if you use the care of, uh, that kind of makes all that basically uh, null. It's not that important. Okay. And another thing, you're not too, admitting. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't live in a mailbox, so what are they trying to say? <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, I'm, just, not... I'm, just, I'm just saying that uh, when, <clears throat> when I send a letter to someone else, uh, which I have from, from Ontario to New Zealand to Australia, I've sent many letters out, and every time they look at it and they say, oh, there's no postal code. Oh, we can't send it out if there's no postal code. Say okay, so, if you want yes. to look it up, and just say if you want to look up the postal code and write it down there. That's fine. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Okay. The no, other okay. thing we got, the other thing we got to keep in mind is when any of these uh, fictions, officials, whatever, are sending something to the mailbox, they're not actually sending it to the man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Well, so the, another, the the entity kind of resides in the mailbox. But see, right. the, no, the entity doesn't reside in the mailbox 
I don't know if you heard that, that from somewhere, but it, no, that's what they think. No, they they're don't. Sending think it to, they're sending it to the resident agent. No, they're not. They're just. Oh my God! What happened to this call? No, I, I'm sorry. I was just I'm wondering. If, but, since... but when, if, if if anybody sent me a letter saying we're you're under our jurisdiction because you have a postal code, I would just say I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea how a postal code is even relevant. I have no idea what a postal code is even used for. I thought we were here about a speeding ticket. Now, say, just say this is frivolous. This is nonsense. What does a postal code have to do with a speeding ticket? No. And what are they going to say? Oh, we own you because you have a number. Not my number. I don't even know what a postal code is. Lady at the post office said, yeah, write these numbers on the bottom of the address. So I wrote the numbers on the bottom of the address. She was happy to mail it. What does that mean? And they're going to be, uh, I don't know. They can't, they can't argue jurisdiction over a postal code. For the man. But for the legal name, that's how they no, do it. No, no, they don't get jurisdiction over you because of a postal code, or they don't get... I don't know who's telling you this crap. Like this is no, no. I'm not saying they get. No, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying they get jurisdiction of a man because there's a postal code or any of that stuff. What I'm saying is that their legal name, they have it set up so that the legal name uh, gets mail at that post office uh, address or whatever, and that's where it resides. Uh, okay, well, if that's records. your belief, that's fine, but you will never find any proof of that. Okay, Mike, I, I send send me a letter without a postcode, and I'd like to see how it turns out, because right. I, know, I know I have problems when I go to the post office, and I want to send a letter out, they, they give me a hard time. Do you want to know what you do, eh? I'll do what you say, I'll, I'll do what you say, I'll su- suggest... Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the easy way to deal with it. Start dropping your letters in the mailbox instead of giving it to the lady. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Into the box, out front, or whatever. Okay, well, thanks, Mike. No, I just because they, they wouldn't take it out of the mailbox and send it back to you with a letter saying you forgot the postal code. They're just going to write the postal code on, or just send it without a postal code. Okay, all right, we'll get that a try. Yeah, thank you, Mike. No problem. And the other thing is, using a postal code or not is not a big deal. They seem to make <laughs> they have here. Okay. No, I was just wondering how um, this, this man um, is going to deal with, um, since he hasn't had, um, you know, an address for three years, I, I was wondering how he was going to deal with, um, you know, getting an address all of a sudden. And no, he doesn't. He, he, he's got a – go ahead. If he walks in there with a birth certificate or if he walks in there with court documents, they'll give him a post office a post office box. I just gave him a court document. I didn't have any, uh, I don't work for the government. I didn't have any government ID on me. And I just said, I have court papers. He's like, yeah, I'll take that. I handed her the court papers and she gave me a mailbox. That was it. I've never had anybody say anything I've had no problems whatsoever. <laughs> What's the cost for a mailbox up there? 
I pay, I think, 63, 64 bucks for three months. Wow, it's it's almost the same as here. Those things got expensive real quick. It used to be like 60 bucks a year when I had the mailbox way back when. Yeah. It's about 100 bucks here in Alberta. You know, that's like 250 bucks a year or more. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's easy enough just to use whatever address there is that you either live at or you use somebody else's or whatever, just put care of and your name on it and that's it. That way it's free. Yeah, I don't know. If All right, anybody, one, uh, anything else? Oh, no, I'm just listening. I'm, I've got lots to learn. I'm keeping both ears open and one mouth closed at the moment. <laughs> We're all learning. <laughs> Some of us slower than others. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think people need to stop learn, listening to the guru nonsense about postal codes and stuff like that, and everybody getting all hung up. I think people need to just uh, loosen up a bit, relax, and just realize you're a man, and they can't they can't they can't destroy you with paper. Like they can't, they can't get jurisdiction over you over with paper. You have to have actually done something wrong. They can't use a postal code. They can't say you're on the registered voters list. They can't say you belong to the Canadian African Social Club. They can't say you. They can't say any of that crap. Oh, you have electric bill, so you're a you're a citizen now. None of it's relevant. It's like Carl always says, there's there's only a few main questions, and that's who's the man that claims I've caused harm, loss, or injury? Who's going to verify this bill? It's very simple stuff. Don't get into all this post office nonsense. It's a waste of time. Where's the man who's going to verify this? That's the thing is just how learning how to answer them back. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's just who's the man that claims I've caused harm, loss, or injury, or send me a verifiable bill, or in the de- in the case of a debt collector, it might be show me uh, I require your uh, written proof that you are authorized to act on behalf of so and so. Like it's just like the reason for that is if you say that I owe you fifty bucks, I'm gonna say prove it. I don't have to get into a big story. I don't have to go into the Pope or the Reptoids. I don't have to talk about the Postal Union. Prove it. Okay, I owe you fifty bucks. Prove it. Oh, you believe I breached the contract? Give me the contract. Let me look at it. I don't remember signing any contract. Yeah. Show me I'm obligated to pay a tax. Whatever it is, you don't have to get into all the nonsense. Just cut straight to the point. Okay, Bob, you say I owe you 50 bucks. Put your hand on a stack of Bibles and swear that it's true to the penny. If he doesn't do it, I guess he's a liar. If you owe me 50 bucks, yeah, I'll go into court. I'll put my hand on a Bible. I'll affirm under oath or affirmation. Well, I would, I would affirm 
that every word's true. I lent you $50. You said you'd pay me $50, and you didn't. I would have no problem taking the stand and say you owe me the money. So if these debt collectors aren't going to verify their bill, you don't owe it. Simple. Where's the man that says I do wrong? Where's the man who's going to verify this debt? Where's the man that is whatever? Might be a matter of asking them, are you looking for the man or are you looking for a legal person? They must love that question because they know they don't have any jurisdiction over a man unless there's been harm, loss, or injury. It's the ancient thing. If there's no injured party, there is no case. Sounds good to me. Say what? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't I don't like a lot of extra work. I don't like anything to be too confusing. I just keep it simple. Carl's awesome. He showed me how to keep it simple. I I it's not just law, I use Carl's method like everywhere. Somebody gives me a hard time at the bank. I ask him a couple simple questions. Things get fixed quick. Okay, if you don't understand what I require, then uh, send me your supervisor. Maybe they'll understand what I'm saying. Be polite, respectful, go above their head, talk to somebody else until you you get somebody that understands. Get somebody that's got enough balls to put a signature on a piece of paper. Now you're talking. When you get signatures on paper, you can hold them accountable. What are you talking about, Bob? Didn't you send this? Isn't this your signature? Let them weasel out of it. In this letter, you said this, and there's your signature. In this letter, you said this, and there's your signature. They both say different things. You're not lying to me, are you, Bob? Simple stuff. It gets fun when you get better at it because you can ask very seemingly innocent questions and get them to say something. Ask them another question, get them to say something. Ask them to get another. Once they start realizing, you put them in a box. Now they got to try and lie their way out of this box. Being wise like the serpent, gentle like the dove. Keep your mouth shut, play dumb, come as a child and ask, ask simple basic questions. Let them do all the talking. Let them hang themselves with their own tongues. Greetings, what does Bob. that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, greetings, Bob. In your letter dated blah, 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 see copy and close, you wrote, quote, and then quote the ridiculous thing he said and say, I require you send me evidence of this. Kind regards. Oops. He said something really stupid. You called him on it. Now he's got no answer. It's like sneaking up on a rabbit. Be very quiet. Use your head. Be be very careful. Let the rabbit walk into the trap all on his own. Where there were rabbits, where there were rabbits, be very, very quiet. The last 
Yeah, you can make serious money doing voiceovers. <laughs> voiceover what? <laughs> Silly rabbit. Maybe that's where the, the commercial "Silly Rabbit" tricks are for kids. Yeah. Well, good night, friends. I'm I'm gonna hit the sack. I gotta get up early for work tomorrow, five o'clock. So well, thank just you, take Mike. the sack Mike off the bed. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Let's just take the. Why don't you just take the sack off the bed that we can lay on the mattress? <laughs> All right, good night. It's been pleasant listening to you, Vitell. Thank you so much. Uh, good night, Mike. Hey, um, good, yep, night, good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. <sighs> All right, anybody, anybody else got any questions or anything they want to bring up? before we close this thing down. I just have one question. Can this is this being recorded so I can get a copy to play it back and listen to it and make some notes or is that not gonna happen? <clears throat> it's recorded. It'll be on talk show. Okay. Same number. Same number. Okay, got it. Thank you. I'll go look for it. <clears throat> Thank you for your help, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. After the uh recording stops, it'll uh It'll upload. I don't know. Sometimes it takes 15 minutes. Might take a couple hours, but it'll upload. So after the show, it'll be there eventually. Perfect. Thank thank you, Vital. Also. Hey, no problem. Man. Thanks I was for just going to say, what am I, man? What? I was just going to say, what am I, uh, uh, rat poison or something? <laughs> I, I was thinking. I was thinking chopped liver, but rat poisoning's good. <laughs> I figured I'd use something different. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Okay, well then I will, I'll clear the line and thank you for your assistance and help and so on and look forward to visiting future tents. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Anybody else? Any questions, comments, stories? All right. Very good. It's a wrap. What are you all scared of? I haven't yelled at anybody in about an hour. Well, maybe they just don't have anything to talk about. At least not what's allowed. I bet you if we open that up to, you know, all the other stuff. There'd be plenty of people talking all over each other. Yeah, just ask if anybody has any questions about placenta or shape-shifting reptoids. <laughs> Maybe I could field questions about lawful money all night. Don't get them started. All right, man. Well, it's 10 o'clock. That's two hours, more or less. Hi, Rico. We did our story. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. And you? I'm doing good. All right. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? All right. What you guys doing? I'm uh, just sitting around now. <laughs> okay. Climb a hundred steps to go sit around. 
Yeah, I'm uh I'm waiting for the hard questions to start. Oh. What's the square root of eighty seven? Say what? What's the square root of eighty seven? Well, I don't know. I'm not much of a mathematician. Do you know Vita? Well, it would be nine point something because nine times nine is eighty one. Eighty seven is only six more. So I would say it would be nine point zero something. You're going your phone into it. Huh? You get the calculator you have on your telephone? Nah, that, that's too easy. <laughs> what is with all this jibba jabba? Jibba jabba, jibba jabba jibba jabba. Hey, Mike, I got a question from the the call the other night. I actually took a piss on it because Colin was yapping. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, what is it in the urine that he was talking about? Is it the ammonia? You mentioned you mentioned pissing on the stuff and making like a fertilizer explosion. Yeah, I I don't I I uh I'm not in a third world country so I have access to organic fertilizers so I don't need to use manure or pea or anything like that. But um what the hell do you use? My my question is is, is it the ammonia? in the urine that um, comes out live. Well, I think it's a combination of things because if, if you think about it, when you eat, you you shit your waste out, but the um, the urine is, it's, it's a, a water-soluble salt, basically. It's got a lot of minerals, so everything everything your body needs or can absorb, it will absorb, and you'll pee out the excess. So your urine will contain calcium, magnesium, sulfur, iron, everything a plant needs will be in there. So if you had absolutely absolutely no access to any kind of fertilizer at all, your urine would work. And apparently you use the ratio of one part urine, ten parts water. So it's true my urine is gold. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> That's why they called it the golden shower. <laughs> Aquila laughs like she's familiar with it. Watch <laughs> it. I'm not. Yeah, and just on a an added note, especially in a lot of countries where it's desert, the urine contains a lot of water too. Irrigation is usually a big problem there, so. Like, it sounds kind of nasty, but the whole village could be on the community garden and make it grow. Well, you got to be careful with, uh, uh, you know, straight uh, pea because uh, it will burn some and kill plants. Yeah, that's why I, That's why you're supposed to mix it one part urine, ten parts water. Yeah, we used to use uh, um, actually human waste for fertilizer because we used to use a, an outhouse. And mm-hmm. plumbing, and uh, once a year or so, you know, my father would uh, empty it out. You know, he yeah. Threw, uh, yeah. Right? If I had you, I would use it for flowers or something that I'm not going to eat. But 
I wouldn't I wouldn't use it for fruits or vegetables or anything like that. Just because there's no real need to. It just sounds kind of gross. Well, if you put it into the ground and not over the plant, it 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 will be all right. Yeah. We used to we used to do that. My brother still does that actually. Yeah, I would just rather not if I if I don't have to. But if I if there if it was if it was absolutely nothing or that, I would do it. Well, no. then then the guy wanted to talk to his plants, you know, talk sexy to his plants to make them grow better. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was talking about uh, put the seed in your mouth and the shimmering moonlight and, I don't know, stick your mouth together three times, pee on it, and I don't know, it was kind of some weird, sounded like witchcraft or voodoo to me, but whatever, if it makes his plants grow, that's cool. Mike, if I don't have the proper nutrients in me and I'm sick and dying, you, you're talking about it, it's not going to change a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can you can you can say I love you all day long, but if it's not got the right nutrients, it's over with. Yep. What kind of sickle calls have you guys been listening to? <laughs> oh my! Who was that guy that uh, used to come on? Uh, uh, and talk about urine therapy. Kate of Gaia? <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. Kate of Gaia. Haven't heard from uh, him, her, in a while. Is still around? Yeah, I don't know, probably. If you go on YouTube, I don't even remember what his show was called. But if, if you just go on YouTube and look up Kate of Gaia, I'm sure if he's got a new episode or something, be still doing shows, it'll probably be on YouTube or some emailer. Her? Him? Him? Shem? Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you say Shem? <laughs> Shem, yeah, that's, that's what, since high school, that's what I used to call him, Shems. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> that's hilarious. It was a different culture for me. <laughs> so wait a oh, minute, you're, boy. You, you were hanging around with trannies in high school? No, no. It was um, when uh, we didn't know if it was a man, or, uh, a boy or a girl, a man or a woman, whatever. Um, I would say, is that a sham? Because <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a she or a him. A him. Pat, you ever see that skit on Saturday Night Live? I don't watch I think, TV. I think it was Saturday Night Live. Maybe it was Friday night. You were there a day late. And a dollar short. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> that's how you got, that's how you got stuck oh with Cheyenne's chicken. <laughs> oh my. Hey, what's wrong with trainings? Carl works on them all day long. <laughs> yeah, I know I know that uh, androgynous uh, skit they used to do Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Pat. It's just Pat. 
I miss, I miss Toontoon's yeah. cat that could drive. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Or the jackalope. The what? Jack who? Jack who? The jackalope. <laughs> he was a Saturday Night Live character. It was, um, I think, half jackrabbit, half antelope. <laughs> Dude, you go way back, like when it started getting good. <laughs> and now Deep Thoughts by Jack Hanna. Jack Handy, yeah. Love Jack it. Jack Handy. <laughs> and the birds were calling my name, thought Ka. You ain't right, dude. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Then Adam Sandler and all those kind of ruined it. Are we going to continue recording this thing? Uh, I don't know. Now that we had our comedy break, did anybody have any law questions, comments, <laughs> successes, failures? Yeah, I've got a serious law question. How, how did Carl get tired from Eating spaghetti. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, if you're if you're really hungry and you eat a ton of food, all your blood rushes to your stomach to aid in digestion. It gets you lightheaded and sleepy. But I think certain foods, like especially turkey, have certain enzymes or something in it that make you sleepy. I don't think spaghetti is actually known for that, but. I think any food to a certain extent will do that. Anytime you you eat a lot, you you get tired. And certain foods will do it more than others. Pasta is uh it, it can do that too. It's a it's a filler. From what I understand, Carl can eat yeah, mostly uh, eggs <laughs> and, and waste half the food. He had enough cholesterol, you know, manly manly cholesterol in there to stay up all night, but apparently not. Maybe he got all so, high on uh, maybe he got all high on maple syrup and had a sugar crash. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I don't think he's been getting any maple syrup lately. I'll send them I started. Some. I started out kind of harsh on the group and uh, Carl. Well, we're, we're on good terms now, but uh, anytime you schedule a call, about an hour goes in, I start getting pissy. I'm like, "Who are you, people, waiting on this guy? You know, make him be punctual. You know." I think I yelled at you yeah, that day. Yeah, you did, and then I pulled a bob on you. I love you guys. <laughs> Which yeah, bob did you pull? Is that is that the one? Is that when uh, when you came on the call, asked Carl a question, and he's like, "This is the man from Oklahoma, right?" <laughs> no, nah, he wasn't on that night. I went to get Chinese food, and I'm like, "Who are you guys swinging from Carl's nuts, waiting for him this whole time? Make him show up." Yeah, I think that night you're talking about, he was uh, talking about somebody mentioned a traffic ticket. Carl was telling him to screw it, just pay it, tell him you'll take on the whole national debt. 
that's awesome. I want to do that one day. <laughs> what do you mean a hundred dollar bill? Or yeah, what do you mean a hundred dollar fine? Make it a billion dollar fine. I'll be a freaking hero. You can build a new park for the city. <laughs> yeah, I promise to pay a dollar a month or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a freaking hero. The city can buy a monorail. <laughs> Build a big monument. You guys working on the Carl statue already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be in the middle of Lensington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lens compound. Complex. <laughs> so I get uh, tell him what, go ahead, Vito. When I when he call it uh uh for us to come up do some work, uh you know, or when I was on the way I'd say, Yeah, we we'll be at the complex uh in about uh you know, ten minutes. And he'd go, Don't call it a complex <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it from now on. I stopped doing it to him, but I used to send him uh I used to send him smart ass text messages all the time, give him a hard time. I haven't done that for a long time. <laughs> what was that like 2 hours? Yeah. Yeah, it takes him a day to reply. He probably gets millions of texts. I sent him one Saturday. Is this still the number for uh Carlos Lencia, next day. <laughs> fuck. F- fuck. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> hey, I don't want to talk people about it. You should know. Right? B-Tow's buddy. I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. What? Yeah, I didn't want to always say, hey, what's up with Frank and all this? But uh, I wonder if you know what's going on. Did Frank give Carl any kind of power of attorney or whatever to put in notices? No, or- a long time ago, long time ago, he had said that he had he had power of attorney, but he needed to get rid of the attorney first. Did the attorney so get the money back? That that call through the to the attorney, even though Jeffrey says, uh, you know, there's that whatever. But that was that was a brilliant call. It accomplished everything Carl wanted. He outwitted the guy and even got him pissed off. Yeah, that was amazing. So what's the result so far, if any? What what do you mean by result? <clears throat> well, the attorney gave the money back Carl, and all that stuff. No, he got the money back. At least he said oh. on the message of in uh uh, uh YouTube. Keep going. Mike was going to say something. Um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh yeah, Carl was going to do a call on Saturday because uh, he had some kind of update. So I don't know. I haven't heard what the update is, but I'm guessing he'll probably have a show sometime soon. I hope so. Yeah, I was doing too. some research with my study partner. And uh, what about if Frank continued the... Your your, your boyfriend? 
Yeah, my, my gay lover. But when you give a confession oh. or a statement, what if you just continue it? Your your oh. hetero life mate? Uh, sorry, if, if <laughs> what? Can, what? What? What do you mean if continue it? Yeah, if you give a statement and it was under duress or whatever, you just keep give it. You report it again. You, maybe you're in jail. You can call the uh, sheriff's office and say, I'd like to make a report, you know, and, and just report it that it was all... Incorrect. You know, it's kind of like recanting your uh, statement. Yeah, yeah. Carl has talked about that, that uh, all uh, Frank's got to say is, hey, I lied. Yeah, once a liar, always a liar. You can't trust anything, I say. Now you're going to have to provide the evidence. Now you got to what, what I'm saying is you continue it on the record that's already made. You don't make a new one. You want the one that's already on the docket. Somehow to keep it keep it going. Does that make any sense? No. Well, really you could go in and say, I, "I want to add to my uh, confession," and then he do a yes, totally yes. different story. But but it's it's probably works better to just say, "Hey, uh, I lied. I was under a lot of uh, you know pressure." Because yeah. a new so one may not be admissible. You know what I mean? But if they're going to use the one he originally made, just add to it because it'll have to be presented. I got, I got a question. You guys are talking about if someone lied, and I don't know. Uh, forgive me for just jumping in here, Mike. But um, what if? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Brent. Hey, all right, go ahead. But if you're in like a DCS proceeding and uh, it was an anonymous call. And you're through the trial process, and one of the uh, and I know Michael say why did you go through all that, but I, at that point I did. But anyway, if at that through that process, um, the mom, whom they're now using because they don't have the anonymous caller, says that uh, she lied, and the original person, uh, FCM family case manager, whatever, says that he believes she lied, and that everything he started out with was a lie. Then how? What would you do? If, because the court went ahead and proceeded. What would you do at that point? And I should mention that he also, the original FCM, quit the company. Does that pertain to what you guys were just talking about? Or? Well, if um, if the only witness, I don't know if they had firsthand personal knowledge or not, but if the only witness admitted they lied, then there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever, I would think. That way, yeah. it would avoid judgment. There was an order based. There was a judgment based on absolutely no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, I just don't know exactly what to do from that because exactly it started out the anonymous phone call, and I know who the anonymous caller was, and they recanted in an affidavit. But the CPS court says we don't have to provide you with that information, but we do have the baby's mom, whom had already signed over custody to me but they're using her, the non-custodial parent, because I wouldn't consent to services. So they said, do you think your child needs services? And she goes, yeah, I think she does. So they're using her, and then in the trial process, she says, you know, well, yeah, you know, I've never really seen her be hurt, and I kind of lied about that. And then their own employer, the FCM, or family case manager, who had already quit the company, uh, they called him on a phone where you could hear him talking, and I asked him, I said, do you believe that you were lied to? And he goes, yes, I believe that everything I started out with in the original documentation of this case uh, was based on lies. That was How about a continuous? Hold on, mm -hmm. that, was, that was in court he said that on the stand? 
they he was at, a, at at his new job, but they called him on this little triangular phone, and uh, we talked back and forth by phone. Well, um, are you friends with the mother? I wouldn't say that, but up until this point, I'd always been, you know, allowing her. You know, will, she work, will she work huh? with you? No, they the judge. I was having people try to, you know, reach a settlement. And they said that in court that, you know, he's trying to reach a settlement. So the judge said, well, you're not allowed to talk to him or you'll be in contempt, which I'm not worried about that. But, you know, okay, hold she... on. I, I'm not I'm not sure what you're talking about exactly. But will the mother work with you? Wait, what, what's going on? They They took the kid from you and gave it to mom. Is that what happened? No, DCS has been has held Abby for ten months, you know, um, here in Indiana for their uh, just. I mean, it started out an anonymous phone call. They have no basis. They went to find the mom to try to get to me to find out where I was or where Abby was. They asked her to take a drug hold test. Hold on, hold on. This is going to take a long time. I'm I'm only looking for very specific answers right now. Um. So okay, where where's where's the kid now? Does the mom have it or does the state? The state has taken her and moved her around, uh, put her back in the home of the molester. Once they once I pointed that out, they took her and put her into foster care. So you're saying the mother signed some kind of agreement? Yeah. That's at, this, when... at this point in time, my understanding of what's going on here, because I've never consented or signed a piece of paper with these people. They said that it's been adjudicated by the judge, but I believe they're working off of an agreement that the mom says Abby needs services. Okay, well, adjudicated by the judge could mean that the judge looked at the contract and stuck with the contract because that is the law, right? You've heard the old, you've heard the old, thing. you've you've heard the old thing where the contract, lawful in nature, is the law between the parties. The judge just made a simple common law ruling. The both parties came to an agreement. Here's the contract. It's pretty black and white. And this is how I'm ruling based on the contract. But what I'm yeah, thinking, did, did, did mom, does mom realize she made a mistake? No, the, the mom is retarded. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you know, she has mental issues. She's been a drug addict. Hey, hey hold on. I don't need to get, I don't need to hear all the dirty details. Um, so she feels like she's winning something here because I came in and took Abby from her due to her being unfit, and this is the first opportunity she's ever had to get back at me. And now okay, I I don't need to get into all these sloppy details. I don't, I don't need to know any of that crap. I'm trying to get somewhere. Um, if the I don't know what the codes say where you are, but I've looked through the codes for this area. And in the definition section, it says consent means consent by both parents. Mm-hmm. And um, if the mother chose to, I don't know if she will or not, sounds like probably not, she could just write a letter saying, uh, at one time I believed it was a benefit to enter into a contract with so-and-so and or DCS. However, I now realize it was a mistake. It causes harm, loss, and injury. And as of this day, I rescind my signature, and that agreement is void and lacks any force of law or operation. Yeah. 
I believe I can add to this. This guy sounds familiar. He was, I think he was on another call. The anonymous tip prompted CPS to show up, and I think he was kind of combative, wouldn't let him see his daughter to make sure she was okay. Is that the correct? Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I don't know if I was on another call and said that. I don't remember saying that, but, yeah, that's, that's what I did when they showed yeah. up here. With that woman from... Montana somewhere. I forget her name. She was on Cheyenne's call. Julie? Yeah, Julie 2525. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you said it was a tree man. Got a tree, knocked over his trailer or something. Well, that's... Did an anonymous call. Yeah, that's the year year ago. Um, They'd come after me two years in a row. In 2014, I paid a tree guy to cut down a tree, and he uh, dropped it on my enclosed trailer. And then turned around and said, well, if you don't pay me, I'll call CPS. He did. I went to court. I ended up, uh, the judge got mad because she said, child unknown, do you have a child? And I said, well, you're the one, you know, running this cart block, so you tell me, do I have one or not? And she got mad, and she goes, well, I'm going to put a rid of body attachment on you. And if you do, you're to bring that child here, or you're going to be in contempt of court. So I used the court of record, and I did a uh, rid of error, quake, quorum nobis resident vacated that, sent a notice of invalid order to the sheriff, and then I put a bench warrant out on the judge. That pissed her off. So she instructed that I be arrested right in the courtroom. They give me yeah, a crim- you, you, you've been yeah. very hot-headed on this matter from my outside looking in, but uh, what about a friendly letter? Say, hey, like maybe Carl would mention there, uh, Mike, say, hey, I apologize for my previous behavior. It's for the best interest of my child. Is she okay now? Bring her back or something like that. Well, I mean, I've had the judge sit in the courtroom and say you're the loving and caring parent, but we have a different set of beliefs. She's gotten off the stand after screaming and hollering and said you're very intelligent and, you know, I would like for you to go to law school. But I don't need her to, you know, uh, you know, validate me. I just need well, I, I would think that was an insult. I don't know. We're kind of a little off track. I kind of was going somewhere and we sort of went sideways. Um, another option is, um, I would say it would probably be a good idea. You're probably going to hate it, but I think it would be a good idea to apologize for your actions in the past. Uh, however, see, another thing to think about is, okay, what, what did the, why did the judge say that she was taking the kid away? She'd never come up with her facts and procedural. Uh, when she said that Abby was in need of services, she said she found her to be in need of services. And then the whole rest of the paper talks about how I'm a sovereign citizen, um, file all kinds of paperwork into the case. It didn't say anything about why Abby was actually in need of services. It just went on into how I'm a sovereign citizen. But she she made threats and extortion. As far as her ruling that Abby's in need of services, she didn't give any clear no, advice. Did, but didn't so you what? say some, didn't she say something about you better do this or something whatever? I thought you just oh, said. that was verbal. While we were at the last hearing, she said that you're going you better do these drug tests and all this. Or the court will not take it, you know, uh, favorably upon you or something like that. Okay, well that kind of did. Did you get a transcript of that hearing? 
No, I've actually tried to get all my audio recordings and transcripts multiple times from this DCS court, and they keep telling me that they won't give them to me because it involves a minor. Um, yeah, that's a load of crap. They've dragged it into the public. It's public now. Not they only that, it, it pertains to you and your defense. Yeah. In um, case if you want to appeal or whatever. Um... I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep forgetting what I'm about to say. It's all that conja. <laughs> or, or the lack thereof. Really? Maybe. It's, been a, it's been a long time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, it might be a good idea to write to the man acting as sheriff and the man acting as prosecutor. Um and ask them if there are any criminal trial criminal charges filed in regards if there's any criminal charges against you on the record in regards to children or my 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 prop uh, I wouldn't say my property kind of keep it quiet and mellow but just ask if there's any criminal charges in regards to child abuse or any other kind of harm loss or injury yeah, but well, like you said, I, I I pissed them off when I sued all of them because I kind of thought that you know when you put people in lawsuits, that's what you were doing was communicating. But um, so anyway, yeah, I, I've already they are all aware of that. No, I don't have any. I've already put that into the court that there is no um, prosecutor or sheriff uh, researching me for criminal charges for neglect or abuse. I do have that liens case that's proceeding on at the very moment um, where I put out the liens on them. But other than that, I mean, they're just kind of running over me with the whole you didn't get an attorney and you won't do things our way kind of thing. Yeah, but they, um, I don't know, in the legal world, maybe they can. But really, you can't take somebody's kid away because you refuse to take a drug test. Oh, I took one. I, You know, the day she said that in court... Um, she said, go down the hallway and take one. And the sheriff, I walked, went to walk out and check on the person that came with me because they had escorted her out of the courtroom. And uh, I said, I'm going to go check on my party. And she's like, yeah, you got to go back there and take your drug test. And I said, lady, if you don't get your hand off that door, I said, we're going to have a problem. I said, what would you do if your kid was standing here trying to walk out of a building? And I told her she couldn't leave. She goes, well, don't you want to take your drug test that the court ordered? I said, that's a civil order. You know, I don't have to. You know that. So she took her hand off the door and said, well, do whatever you're going to do. Now, I did go back and tell him. I wrote it down three times on a piece of paper, and I made him copy it, and then I gave him the urine, and then I took him to small claims court, which it's in small claims court right now, charging him $2,000 for that urine test. Hmm. What about if he just withdrew everything that he's doing? Because, you know, if I was the system, I would say he's hostile. You know, I would learn. I would probably label him a sovereign citizen as well, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he's pissed these people off so bad that it's an uphill battle now at every angle. Just withdraw everything, say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I realize I are my ways." But she she he'd have that he'd have his baby girl back or or boy, I forget the agenda, but uh, in, within a week and maybe uh, if needed, uh, get uh, get the get the system on his side, like show the mother is not uh, you know competent enough to do this, and bam, overnight he's got it. Yeah, or, or I don't. 
the best case scenario is get the mother on your side at least to work with you or but she doesn't really have to do anything just don't fight what you're doing yeah i'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm just going to go in and tell him his property is being held in what i guess you could say a bay a band. there's a controversy here you know Mm-hmm. On the next hearing, I was just going to go in and tell them, you know, look, I, I want what's best for my baby or for my property. I don't use the child, but I want what's best for my property. She wants what's best for what we both created. So, you know, unless she's going to stand up and say she doesn't, I'll just say give her back to her for the moment, and then we can handle this in the other court because more than anything, i got to get BCS out of my damn life so that we can handle this like we did last time just amongst ourselves the original court, the circuit court, will not get involved because of this stupid Chins case, and they're using all their rules and procedures. So, Would it benefit you to have your child back? I'm sorry? Would it benefit you to have your child back? I'm going to get her back. Is that what you're asking? No. Would you love to have your child back? Yeah, she's going to come home at some point. I mean, I'm not... That's what... given, given all the evidence... If it was only one time per year, wouldn't it be worthy uh, worth having a child protective service agent just come check on you maybe once a year, just if that's the scenario? Wouldn't that be better than what you're going through now? No. I mean, what the hell? Do you want me to come check on you and give you my opinion once a year? And if I see any one thing that you do that offends me to bring you forward and cause you hell for the next three years, so every one year turns into a four-year problem. You know? See, see now, now, hold on. You're getting all pissy again. He's yeah, not I mean, saying he's not saying that somebody has to come in your house and look in your underwear drawer. A checkup or a meeting or whatever, you could go in the office and say, yeah, everything's great. Uh, food's good. House is good. Job's good. Everything's good. Well, I mean, hell, if that's what they want, I guess. I mean... As long as it stays voluntary and not mandatory. Because another way of looking at it, even if you enter into an agreement with them, an, an agreement that you think is okay and they think is okay, you can still renegotiate the agreement. You might have them out of your life before the end of the year. Before the next checkup, you could you could scare them off with paperwork. What? Ask them little questions at a time, like uh, what, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, there's different ways of going about it. But if there's no criminal charges, like, I don't know, maybe the codes there say consent is both parents. So get it on the record honorably and politely that you don't consent to what they're doing. Um, require evidence that you've committed some kind of some kind of crime against children or that there's been any case of abuse or neglect like show me some kind not, of reason why you have the kid not, not only just, get your not only get the mother on your side but perhaps think about giving her asking her to give up parental rights well i've already put in for a tpr i went back to the original court I want her, because I don't ever want her doing this crap again. I don't want her speaking for me, because what they'll do is well, they'll say Mrs. Skaggs, which is who she, what her name is, and then in another sentence they'll say Mrs. Swallers. She's never been a... Friendly, huh? Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if you're on friendly terms with the mother, she can give up parental rights, but that doesn't mean she's never going to see her baby again, you know, if, if you don't want to be dishonorable like that, you know. No, and I never, you know, but due to the things that have happened to Abby in the care of the mom before I ever got into the picture, I will never let, and, you know, I stand by that to this day, I am not going to let that woman take out of here with my baby. You know, she's hurt her before. I don't trust her decision-making process. Hey, but dude, dude, what do you think... What do you think's worse, the mom or the state? No, where do you I mean, think I... your Where do you think your kid's gonna have a better life with you and visiting the mom on occasion, or with the state full time? Some yeah. crackhead foster parent, you never know. I'm just saying, between us, I never tried to keep her away, you know, from the mom. But as to the mom wanting to just take off with her and go places, no. You know what I mean? I don't. You might go and do your crack or something. I'm not. I mean, what the hell? If, if I'm supposed to be the better parent, then I, mean, I suppose we're not. We're not talking well, this, about that. We're, this, we're talking about sounds, getting yourself in a position of of calmness. This sounds kind of oh. crazy, but what would you prefer, the crackhead mom with the kid, or crackhead potentially pedophile foster parents, maybe murderous foster children? You don't know what happens in the state. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you feel safer at least? knowing that the mom is the crackhead and not a stranger crackhead or a whole family of crackheads? I mean, in a way, yes. But, you know, like I have said, you guys don't, you're not looking into account that, you know, I took Abigail from the mom because the mom was raped. I mean, actually raped at the age of four years old by the Dude, mom's boyfriend. I don't, listen, listen, I, don't well, give a flying don't. I don't give a flying fuck about any of that. My question is, would you feel safer with the kid, with you and the mother or with the state? That's the only question that I'm asking. And my only answer is I'll feel safe when she's back home with me where I had already had okay, her. So you're not, okay, so you're not going to answer the question. The thing I've is, already, if, you're fighting, if you're fighting the mother and the state at the same time, you're getting freaking clobbered. You're not going to do anything. Yeah, especially, I, may not, I may not like this. Especially, this with your short you. fuse, especially with your short fuse. You're just spinning your wheels. You're not going to get anywhere. If you and, listen, listen, listen. You're saying all this, all this shit that I don't care about. None of this makes a lick of difference. If, if you are the owner and the mother has a vested interest and the state has nothing to do with it whatsoever, the state automatically loses. But you're saying she's a crackhead. She, you're saying she's a crackhead. You're, she's saying you're this, that. You're fighting back and forth. You're both unfit parents. The state gets to slap your ass and take your kid away. Because you children can't get along. You children need the state to interfere. You're a little baby yourself. You can't take care of a baby, so the state's going to do it for you. If you and the mom act like grown adults, then you can go in and say to the state, give us our shit back. We don't want you to have, thanks for taking care of our kid. We don't need your services anymore. Give it back. Exactly. Now the, is right now, the, now the state will lose because obviously only one man can own a piece of property. But let's say that you were the owner and she was the owner. Both owners say, give us our shit back. And, and the other side is not the owner. The other side does not have a vested interest. And if the other side does have a vested interest, big deal. Send me a bill. I'll pay you off. I'll give you your vested interest back in cash. Just stay out of my life. Give me my property back and go away forever. 
but you scrapping with the mom back and forth, it's the old uh, parents' pot racing. Daddy state is going to take care of you and your property because you can't. Controversy creates cash for the system, dude. Bingo. Right. I mean, I've tried to work with her. We called. We had people that called and told her, you know, let's work an agreement that we can take in front of the court. Forget but about you know the woman. I, I, I hate to say this, but I can tell by the stuff you've been telling me how hard you tried to reach out to the mom. You need to Forget kiss about her the woman. You need to kiss her ass and be friends with her so she's not against you. Get Try and get through to her crackhead brain that the kid is in danger with the state. You have no idea who's looking after the kid. It's re- it's absolutely ridiculous that you guys can't have your own kid. Sounds just, like they're using the kids, too, as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, because they took the one she has with her current boyfriend away from her, and they've already given her back her baby. But, you know, as far as Nikki's concerned, I, I let her stay here when she got kicked out one time just for Abby's sake. You know, I told her you can't be doing your dope, but, you know, you can stay here. So, I mean, we weren't on bad you, You've got to take your mind off the woman. You've got to put her out of mind. You've got to resolve these court things you're doing. Well, I mean, as far as the liens go, they're trying to put my ass up. So, I've got to get, I mean, I understand i got to get that handled. But, um, you know, this is all a result of trying to get Abby home. So, I'm not, you know. I had no criminal history whatsoever until this all started. Now I've been arrested probably 10 times just due to, you know. Because you're a hothead and a big mouth. You're telling people if you you don't get your freaking hand off that doorknob, there's going to be trouble. You can't say shit like that. You're doing this to yourself and you're denying it. All this is your fault. Well, I I don't know if I agree with that, but. I'm afraid you're going to put a lean on me just for talking. Oh, I don't know your name. Oh, my. Just don't tell me your name. <laughs> oh, my. But it's... Hey, my, this is gonna, hey, this my, is, my name is Roddy. Put a lean on me. <laughs> when you're yeah, not strong. If you get the chance, lean on it. Right. Um, no, I'm... Yeah, See, this is going to sound a, this is going to sound a little crazy too, but if that's what it takes, tell your wife you'll give her free crack if she shuts her mouth and works with you. <laughs> oh, You're not my wife. Let's make sure we understand that. That's, that was a mistake. Abby's okay. Well, that was yeah, yeah. Sorry, but whatever. The mom, call right. her the crackhead if you wish. No big deal. But tell her you'll buy her you'll buy her. A, 20 rock every week if she if she stops being a weirdo. And as long as it doesn't turn up in his blood, he's good, right? Yeah. You know, somebody else had said that before, but I can't wrap my head around how I'm supposed, you know, what if she goes into court and, you know, he's, he's offering to buy me illicit drugs. She's that stupid. She'd say it. Your Honor, he's offering to pay for my drugs. She can't possibly smoke that much crack that she'd say something like that in court. And she walked into the courtroom and flat said that, you know, I wished I never would have given him custody, and if I can get my daughter back, I'll let her go to the foster homes so that I can have her back when this is over. She is freaking retarded, and her little attorney sitting there, you know, uh, don't talk to him, don't talk to anybody that calls you because they don't want us trying to, you know, communicate with her. I've called her sister. I've called the grandma. I've called everybody and said, look, you know, this is not helping Abby. It's not doing nothing, and for, for 
frickin' Nicole sick, I'll let Nicole think she won for a minute, and I'll give her Abby as long as, you know, because the day she gets Abby, we go back to the court of original jurisdiction, and I'll get her back. But, you know, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm sticking with my attorney, and, you know, we're going to get Abby home, and, you know, it's a fucking game to her. Well, I think, um, I think the, uh, the way you should be approaching this is right now you have zero. I think it's, I think the the way you should be looking at this is good, gooder, goodest. If the best you can do for now is work with the mother and even if you had 50-50 custody and she's a crackhead, that's still better than the situation now. If you have, a, if you can get a little bit ahead and then work on a little bit more, get a little farther ahead, at least good, better, better or something. Right. Just my opinion alone is the state is the worst place for anybody's kid. Mm-hmm. And how can, how can the mother think? How can the mother think she's going to get a child back if she just had another child and they took it away? Well, they gave her the one with her and that that guy back already. But um, the the fat I shouldn't get into that. That's rude. The new state's prosecutor or uh, attorney for DCS, because the original attorney, me and her, actually had a working relationship started. You know, after a while, I'm not so hard to get along with. And she started to like me, so she quit and went to the AG's office and told him, I'm not going to keep trying to hurt this guy. But anyway, the new one has said in the courtroom that uh, we're going to try to put the, uh, the child back with the mom and then called me, and I said, well, you know, you're telling her this stuff in court. And she goes, well, I misspoke. I shouldn't have said that. I meant we're trying to put her back with you. But this is what the mom heard in the courtroom, so she really thinks she can get her custody rights back because of this little DCS court. I've got your answer, dude. These guys can help out if they'll let me uh, tell you the answer. Go ahead. All right, y'all can give the specifics. But he needs to uh, drop all his jibba-jabba with uh, leading people up. He needs to uh, go back to being solitude, living his daily life. In, in one of those letters to all parties involved, CPS, whoever, no ill intent, give me a Maya, you know, whatever. And you go about your daily lives. And then the one, if you prove yourself, which you will, the one who has a higher claim, the one who's sober and sane, you are first in line to have your baby back. Bada boom, bada bing. Another thing, too, uh, another possibility is to figure out which man or woman is the correct one to write the letter to, but write a simple, short letter in private and just say something like, um, this situation has gotten way out of hand. Uh, I believe this matter can be resolved easily through, uh, honorable communications and writing. Um, just say, I do not consent to you having, uh, you could say my property, you could use her name, whatever, and just say, uh if if you uh i don't know i would have to think of the wording but 
to say if I get my kid back, all these liens can go away, everybody can be forgiven, and this matter can be can be dealt with. I, I would uh, recommend using the words that they recognize, like child or whatever they refer to her as, because property is a little, that's going to put him back on that sovereign citizen list in their yeah. face, you no. Know? Yeah, that's why I was saying you got, I, I would have to think about the wording because you got to tread kind of lightly now if you're trying to work with them and and you're, if you're trying to get them to do what you want, you're going to have to bend a little bit and be a little bit more polite and easier to work with. I would recommend child due to that ease and, you know, following purposes of the court, you know, like Carl mentioned, you know, just use, just just go along with their forms, you know. But see, like if you if it came down to it, you could nitpick later about stuff like, well, I don't know what your definition of child is, but here's my definition of child. Tell them child means uh, my my property. Child means what I've created. Property means whatever. Child or child means. The property I produced, the property God gave to me. Now, you could nitpick on the definitions of the words later if you have to, but just be easier to work with. Like, even if you're being so polite that you're making yourself puke, do what it takes. Just play the game. That's all it is. The freaking game. Also, when you get in a better position, of, of power, like a chess piece, he can get the uh, mother to uh, sign over full parental rights to him. And that right there would be uh, paramount status. So no one can question whose it is and do we need to hold it for somebody, a proper caretaker. He would be on the record as the primary paramount uh, caretaker. So that, that that would resolve a lot of issues right there. Well, another way of looking at it is if he gets the kid back or him and his wife gets the kid back or the wife gets the kid back he can go toe-to-toe with the wife or sorry i keep saying wife he can go toe-to-toe with the mother he's gonna have a lot better chance than going against the state especially now that the state's like a swarm of angry bees yeah they're just there to resolve controversies of property you know and he's not helping sadly Mm mm-hmm but now that now that he's got a little more knowledge and a little more experience, if he's going against mom, he's going to have a better chance than going against the state. Yeah, but I mean, the state will usually side with the one that's more sane or legit because they have a liability. You know, if they if they side with the wrong one, they can be held criminally uh, liable for uh, making those decisions. Yeah, I don't know. If I was a CPS worker and dad was all right and mom was a crackhead, I might be trying to put the baby with mom, get dad out of the picture, and then take the baby away from mom because she's an unfit parent. You never know what angle the state's going to take. Or CPS or the men and women that work for CPS, whatever you want to say. They got lots of tricks. Yeah, and I know they get all that Title IV funding for everything, you know, for every day they keep her. And all these services they provide, that all gets yeah. cut back. Yeah, but that, 
that doesn't really make a lick of difference, really. Like if if they wanna if they wanna bring that up, say okay, well you've had my kid for this long, you had to feed her, give her a roof, whatever, buy her clothes. That's fine. Send me a bill. If you spent X amount of dollars per year feeding and clothing and housing my kid, that's fine. Send me a bill for each year. Then you can deal with the bill when that happens. Plenty of ways to deal with a bill. Right. <coughs> there's a. If anybody ever gets involved in these situations again, there's two key points to uh, to, to use. One is if anybody questions you and they want your social security number, they say, "Oh, it's for the child and all this stuff," and I'm just a caseworker and blah 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 for the courts. Do not offer a social security number. The the person asking may say, well, if you don't want to give it, it's public information, I can find it. you be like, hey, you can use whatever one you want to use. God bless you. And you could also drop terms like, hey, I have a private agreement with this other party, so uh, I don't wish to disclose any information. It should resolve a lot of problems right there. Right. Well, I know that the DCS court has moved to bring me back in on a rule to show contempt, and uh, they did that, you know, prior to. There has actually been some communication since then, and uh, they're saying, well, you didn't, you know, uh, we put that out because you didn't uh, do any of our services. I said, well, I've already completed your services. I had private, you know, service providers. I've done with all of them. He's like, well, you know, you had, we didn't tell you who to go to. I said, well, the court didn't order a list. I said, this isn't probation. I said, you know, they give me a name, you know, said what services needed to be done. I did them. So their family case manager called back and he was like, well, I'd like to talk to your service providers. Please give me a release of information so I can call and talk to them. I've got to tell the court how you're doing. I said, no, you know, I'll I'll bring all the paperwork and I'll tell the court how I did. I'm done, you know. And now I intend to collect for, you know, all of the court said that I had to do. I followed their orders. They placed orders. I accepted them and filled them. Now I want my fair and just compensation. So another, I just got dropped, by the way. But um, another, another idea is to uh, write to the man or woman that's in charge of all this at, at DCS or whatever, and just say. Uh, it is my wish to have my child uh, in my care and custody. Uh, how can how can we work together to make this happen? Or what do you wish to what do you, what do you wish of me in order to make that happen? And just get her to write you a list saying I require you to do this 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 this, and just find out what exactly they need. Find out what they want. What does it do to make this go away? What about a thank you, too, and realize that there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Even though bad things do happen, these people aren't the Illuminati. They're not reptiles out there to make a sacrifice with your baby. You know, they're don't, you just stay away from the Alex Jones for a little bit, you know, stuff like that, and just say thank you for trying to protect my child, you know, while this matters resolve and then and then after you everything's resolved if there's an issue you can bring charges you know for any damages that uh may be uh seen 
Right. There's all kinds of ways to deal with this, but I think no matter what you do, you should try and diffuse the situation, calm everything down a little bit. Because right. right now, nobody wants to talk to you at all. I know. Like Look at it locally, too. Uh, Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Uh, no, that's all right. Go ahead. I was saying if you look at it privately and locally, if you were in possession of someone else's property and it was confusion, you were just being a good caretaker of it, and someone come to you being all belligerent, that's my property, give it back, blah, 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 they're just merely wanting to do a test to see if it's really your property. Are you the proper one? Are you going to be able to take care of it properly? It it it's, it looks evil, but it's actually a good system, you know. It's like being held at a lost and found at some store you lost something, you know. They're going to protect it and make sure it's taken care of until the rightful owner comes forth. And that rightful owner will show signs of being the rightful owner. Yeah, but I mean, to that extent, they took her from me, from my property, from my care, and I am the only rightful one that's already been, you know, unfortunately, we had already spelled out the mother was unfit in the prior proceedings. So, you know, it looks really retarded when you want to stand there and say, and even the judge admitted, you know, this was about you and me in the very first meeting. You know, you wouldn't tell me if you had a kid. You put out a bench warrant on me. You're pulling shit that, you know, hasn't been done since the 1800s and that people don't even know they can do. Did you say the mom was proven to be uh, crazy or whatever you called it? Unfit? Yeah. Well, let's look at it on your level now. If a controversy arose and they came to you to see if your baby girl or son was okay, isn't it honorable to say, here you go, here's my little precious bundle of joy? Because what if the mother, if someone, you know, you reported the mother as being unfit, and she totally refused. That right there is a first sign of a, you know, a unfit, you know. So, I mean, don't think that they're coming after you just because they want to say, hey, we want to check on this little precious member of our society, you know. Another yeah, way they're looking at it, too, is they're saying, okay, mom's unfit. And dad's a hothead, he's got a temper, he's refusing drug tests, this guy's filing all these liens, he's freaking out, there's something wrong with this guy. Now the mother's unfit, there's something wrong with the father. They're like, yeah, we did the right thing with this kid, getting him out of there, getting her out and of sadly, there. And sadly, I've investigated this, I've actually talked to my county clerk office about these liens and stuff these sovereign citizens were doing. And all it was is uh, people who do this illegally or unjustly, they're labeled sovereign citizens because originally the people doing that called themselves sovereign citizens. Yeah, it's a so terrible why. label to have. That's why I I don't recommend anybody use the word sovereign ever. You are Good. on the record as being a sovereign. Some people are, but sovereign citizen? Oh, no. But see, I, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, like, for one, I don't believe I'm sovereign. But secondly, even if I did think I was sovereign, I would never use that word ever on a court Absolutely. document or in court. Your uh, your paperwork will will show your true status. You don't have to say it; they'll just recognize it. Yeah, I mean, I know I got labeled, but I never have said sovereign. I mean, it's in all the documents, you know, that uh, what the Supreme Court has said about sovereigns. But I always say I'm a people because. 
every time you get to real sovereignty, sovereignty divulged on the people. I mean, once the king was sovereign and all, everybody was his subject, and then when the king died, the, the, the king was the never, system. The king was never sovereign. Yeah, and the, the system. Days, back in the biblical days, the king was the sovereign, and everybody else was his subject. You didn't the have system to believe. categorizes. See, if you want to use the Bible. Man was never under control of the king. Man was never a subject of the king. That's when that's when man starts acting in man's world under man's law and avoiding God's law. The it, it's, it's that whole it's that whole thing where the, I believe it was the Jews wanted earthly kings, and God said, "What are you talking about, earthly kings? What do you need those for?" And He said. Okay, if you guys want earthly kings, go ahead, but I will not climb my ear to hear your cries. Basically, right. you want to turn your back on me, you want to be ruled by a king, be ruled by a king, but don't look at me for help when this blows up in your face. Hey, Mike. Yeah? The system, if you think you're like, if you're a clerk in an office somewhere and you get a bunch of weird, strange paperwork, they have to file it or label it somehow, so... Uh, it's yep. unofficial, but there is a sovereign citizen category to those who file a bunch of paperwork that's just not proper. Yeah, they also refer to them as, uh, I, I don't know if it's in the States, but in Canada they have a, a label, I think it's like OPCA litigant or something, and it's something about pseudo-legal arguments. It's the yeah, same thing as a sovereign citizen. And that stance, you know, uh, where you say it's not proper, it is proper. At one time, everybody ran their own court. You know, then the days of the Magna Carta, they held the king down, put a knife to his head. You know what? You know what? You're wasting your fucking time. None of that makes a lick of difference. The Magna Carta, it's a void document. It's toilet paper. Yeah, you got to that out, it was signed under duress. The king had to throw a knife to his throat. He signed it under duress. The thing, I think, lasted a month, and it was overturned. It's a void document. It means nothing. On top of the fact that there's seven Magna Cartas, which one did you sign? But here's the problem. When you, when you say that stuff, it's not true because the Constitution in Amendment 7... What the fuck uh, is the Constitution, dude? Wake up. You're doing this to yourself. You're chasing your tail. You're down some stupid rabbit hole. The dark you can't see. You have no clue what you're doing. You're just making yourself, you're making yourself a sovereign citizen. All you're doing is you're... You're giving them very good reason to say, "Look, we did it. Yeah, we got the right kid. This guy, there's That's something tough. wrong with him." Yeah, how do we resolve the situation now? You know, we can worry about the Magna Carta later. Thank you. Well, you are a party to the Magna Carta. You have no proof that it applies to you. You have no first-hand personal knowledge of anything. You can't verify that document. It's a load of horse shit. Just ignore yeah. all that shit. But the point so is... Like when people want reparations for something that happened 400 years ago. Right. It's never like going to happen. Went at this both ways. <laughs> and I, you guys just... You know, I just studied John Locke. Law is all theory. It's all... This is what's been going on since no, the beginning. You no, know it is. It's some dead guy's fucking opinion. Who gives a flying fuck about John Locke? You never met the guy. His opinion, if, if you're going off another man's opinion, you're not standing on your own two feet. Everything <laughs> needs to be your opinion. If you're the man, you're the man. John Locke is not the man. John Locke's not fighting your battles for you. 
Nobody has to listen to John Locke. John Locke you is want to not come the forward, He's not God. You want to come forth as a modern-day Jesus. If that's one you want to mimic, you're going to say, forgive me of my trespasses, and I forgive those who trespass against me. That right there would change everything. Amen. Yeah, whether you believe in the Bible or not, I would rather stick to the Bible and stand on that than stand on some toilet paper from hundred years, uh, several hundred years ago. Some document that talks about stealing a donkey. Who gives a shit about the Magna Carta? I know she means well, but be very careful about following steps by that uh, Julie 2525. I don't know her personally, but just use caution. Yeah, she's my mom. Hey, no disrespect to your mom. I would never do that. I'm just saying, just use caution when you get all these myths and some lawyer said this and the Supreme Court said this. It's about you and you're being an honorable man. Yeah, she's actually pretty good at what she does. I mean, she's, you know, successfully got the IRS, successfully got rid of car payments, things of that nature. So, you know. Well, look at the evidence. No disrespect, again, I would never do this, but look at just look at the evidence. Has she helped you? And why are you here asking, talking talking about it here? See what, I talk, see what I'm saying? Well, I think, more, I think more importantly than that, she uses a lot of statutory stuff, which is fine if that's the way you want to do it, but you have to always remember that that is private code. You're not licensed. You're not a lawyer, so you don't have a bar card. It's all that private code is copyrighted. You don't even have the authority to use it. So even if you knew the codes like the back of your hand, you knew the codes better than the judge and the prosecutor combined, he can just say, well, you're not authorized to use those codes. We're throwing your paperwork out. Or they just charge you with copyright infringement. There's another charge you got to deal with. So you're on thin ice whenever you're using the codes right from the very start. Even if you're absolutely correct and you magically hit the nail on the head and you cracked every single code, you still aren't authorized to use it. To me, that means it's kind of a losing battle. Right. No, I mean, I, I agree 100% with you, Mike. When this is over, I, I'll walk in there and tell any courtroom, you know, and I've told them this. I'll forgive you all. I've said it in the paperwork. I'll forgive you all. I'll withdraw everything. Give me back what's mine. I, I don't want to walk in a courtroom. I, You know, at one point, yeah, I did think about... You know, we'll go after these bastards for the rest of their lives. That sounds like bribery and hardball. Don't say, just give me back my stuff and I'll do this. Just do it. No, I'm not doing shit until they do something. I mean, I guess we're to catch 22. I'm not the idiot that's going to stand there and cut the Well, they they did it anyway without you doing a thing, so do something. What do you mean they did it anyway? Without all this paperwork, they did something. So whether you do something or don't do something, they don't have to move squat. I'm saying you make a move. You show your honorable. You withdraw all this crap. And watch what happens. Another thing, another thing you got to remember too is whether you like it or not, whether it's unfair or not, whether you're scared of them or not. They got the guns, they got the numbers, they got the jails to put the people in. They're gonna win if you go toe to toe with them. They always got a bigger gun than you. Yeah, but that's not necessarily the case. I beat a judge in Brookville over a driving issue. He gave me a year's probation. I came back, put a bench warrant on him, and contempt charges of $4,000, and sent it out to the sheriff, and, you know, all of a sudden, probation disappears. 
department and the code department long before they came and got Abby. I mean, I think I may that may be what about you know made me marked out in society. I didn't know. I just take care of my own affairs. I have private property. I'm buying my houses. I'm trying to leave something to my daughter when I'm dead and gone. And I don't want anybody coming over here trying to steal the shit. Doesn't have a, a uh, being vengeful has its place, but you're being vengeful vengeful at the wrong time. And I'll tell you a little secret. I've had probation go away without using codes, without using federal liens, without using threats and extortion. I did the code. I used a bench warrant and a repair. Dude, dude, you're not listening. I don't use bench warrants. I don't use codes, and I get probation put away by being polite and honorable and respectful and writing letters. There's no need for all this crazy shit you did. There's no need for the Magna Carta. There's no need for any of this. All this shit you're doing was a whole lot of work that blew up in your face. It may have worked for a traffic thing. It may have worked for probation. It may have worked to to get your car washed for free. I don't know. But it's not working here. You don't need it, and it blew up you, in your face. You're going to withdraw all that aggressive, hostile stuff you've been doing. You're going to take a deep breath, and this heavy burden is going to be lifted off of you suddenly. And you're going to see a change, I guarantee it. Mm. Like, even if even if you don't remove the liens right away, you have to start being more polite and honorable and at least calm the situation down a little bit, at least to the point where people will communicate with you on paper and stop trying to throw you behind bars or hopefully, or hope that you have a heart attack and die so you go away. You got to calm the situation down so you can at least work with these people. Because right now you're just going uphill, 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 and they're clobbering you. Right. Another way of looking at it is no matter what judge comes on the scene and looks over this case or looks over another judge's shoulder, that every next judge is going to say, this guy's a fucking asshole. You're never going to have any friends, any help on that side. Sometimes if you're polite and honorable, you can get people to work with you and throw you a bone on occasion. But you're just pissing everybody off. Nobody wants to help you. Like it or not, the judges are the referees. You need them. And you you just think if you were playing hockey and you go out on the ice, you skate by the ref and go, hey, fuckface, I hate you. I'm going to destroy your life. I bet you're going to get called penalty, penalty, penalty. You're going to spend half the game in the penalty box because you're a big mouth. You don't piss off the refs. The the referee didn't come after you. The other team came after you, and you attacked the referee. Now now he's not an impartial referee anymore. Not that he ever was. Not at the not at that he was ever really on your team or neutral in the first place. But he's definitely against you now, and he's the one that makes the final decision. There's a good audio recording of what you just said. Uh, Guess is a recording word nerd. Well, the man David went in and acted all. I'm a man. I'm a man. He had that case won. The judge was about to rule in his favor, but uh, he just kept saying he's a man. He's a man. Yeah, there's a time and a place. You got to be quick on your feet. You got to be a little bit flexible. You gotta be able to roll with the punches. I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a mighty good man. 
Uh, the judge well, is like, yeah, we know you're a man, but what does that have to do with this case? <laughs> Sorry, call up, Mike. So uh, thanks for you know letting me get in there and spar with you guys a little. Hey, bro- hey Brent, did you say uh, Julie's your mother? Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Now you got to take back all those bad things you said about her. Oh, I never said anything bad yeah. about anyone. Yeah, but you tell, yeah. <laughs> I, I only say I only say the truth. I just I just threw that off. That I just threw that out there to see if I uh, got some kind of rebuttal. You know what? I only say what's true. Doctor Phil McGroin had a good uh, saying back in the day, and you got to look at yourself when you give all the information. You got to say, "How's that working for you?" <laughs> you know that's what Doctor Phil said. It's like not very good. <laughs> Yeah, but then again, there's, you know, people in prison. I mean, everybody has a different mind. Mine is just not, you know, to bend over and take it because it's the convenient thing and it'll all be over soon. I mean, if a guy gets up in my face and says, you know. There you go again. Fucking tough guy. You're going to. No, it ain't tough. You know, Mike, one of these days we're going to meet and I'm going to come over there and I'm going to piss in your Cheerios and I'm going to see if you sit there and write me a fucking nice note and tell me, please don't. Hey, 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 wait a minute. We're talking about piss earlier and we said it was actually good. So he's going to like that. Mikey likes it. (laughs) Hey, you need to relax, man. These guys are are steering in the right direction. Uh, Roddy, not so much, but uh, uh, Mike, (laughs) MF is. uh, you know, just chill it down, relax. You know, it's uh, it's already done. They already took the child. Uh, it's very emotional and, and traumatic time. But uh, you have to outwit them and outsmart them by doing it in a way that you're not making them go bat crazy against you. Right. So it'll work. Relax. Very few, very few, if any, of those people in jail you talked about was a matter of not pissing in a cup or uh, your situation. So don't worry about the people in jail because it was a different reason, you know. Right. All right, guys. I got to jump off, so uh, I appreciate you letting me get on here tonight. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, if you need to, this is uh, this is being recorded. You can go back and listen, but at least you got some stuff to think about anyway. Uh, I can still get get a hold of you. Cheyenne can get a hold of you, can't she? Uh, yeah, I, I probably will do the call every Monday. Are you on Skype? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to find. I'm like a newbie when it comes to Skype. I actually kind of hate it, but I'm learning. Yeah, I hate Skype too because people get a hold of me all the time there. <laughs> Well, get a hold of me uh, there, Brent, Vital Space Rights, and uh, we'll uh, get you caught up. Who is that, Leo? Is that what you said? No, Vital Rights. Vital Rights. You better be careful. He'll hack your account. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hack your fingers and the tip of your tongue. He tells us what he wants. He'll ask for iTunes cards. All right, good night, guys. Send me some pieces of iTunes. All right, man. So uh, somebody wants to ask something, uh, MF. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for your time, guys. I'm out. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to mention. uh, Do you remember the incident that Carl was dealing with regarding a Guyanese lady in Florida 
and the CPS was at the door trying to take the kids or the Guyanese lady's granddaughter away, and Carl was on the line. Uh, it was a Guyana lady. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and Carl I'm, was, very, I'm you, very familiar with Guyana lady and her daughter. Okay. Do, do we have any updates regarding that? Um, last I heard, they uh, they completely left her alone. The attorney for the other side sent her a letter saying uh, that they have voluntarily dismissed their case. As far as I know, nothing okay. else has happened. They've left her alone. Can we use that particular experience in order to help present experience? Or do we have any details that we can... Well, I know I know almost all the details of that case, but um, she handled the case way different than Brent did. Okay, so she followed instructions? Yeah, actually, she was... Uh, she was amazing to work with. She she understood almost anything. Anything she didn't understand, she asked. She didn't. Uh, she didn't get. So all why emotional. can't we? Why can't we? Okay. So why can't we apply those um, those experience in our experiences regarding CPS or issues like that? We can. But see, you got to remember, Guyana lady didn't file a whole bunch of federal liens on judges and prosecutors and cops, and she didn't do any of that. Okay. Like this, this, like all these liens and everything else that happened in his case made everything get blown right out of comport, uh, right out of proportion. Like everything okay. got way more complicated than it needed to. So you're trying to say the most important thing about this particular case was the lady disposition, accepting instructions, and doing it the right way without doing anything federal. Yeah. Yeah, very short, simple letters, very short, simple notices, polite, honorable, respectful, and uh, just kick them in the balls politely. Okay, so let let put that let us put that case in the forefront for anyone that has those issues and say, well, this is what, one person has um i don't uh i don't know if i will be able to get the files back but i got uh like a lot of the letters and notices guyana lady filed i wrote um there was a few things i think that carl helped her file but I pretty much know almost everything that happened with that case, but I don't know. I uh, it, it gets kind of back to not every case is uh, the same. Well, every case, I guess Carl says every case is the same, but it's unique. It's the it's the little details that make a case different. But um, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a cookie cutter type thing but the general principles of every case are the same. But when you start filing all these liens and everything else, then you're not keeping it short and simple and to the point. That's what scares them. When it's very short, simple, to the point, they can't answer it. 
I don't know, I guess federal liens and stuff like that might scare them a little bit, but I think more so than that, it pisses them off. I think that's the biggest problem. When you get them mad, they're not going to work with you. They're going to slam you every chance they can. Yeah, I think he, I think it's good that he's uh, actively involved or whatever, and he's not just sitting around. And it's good that he he's not a quitter and all that. But I think he just went oh, I think he went way too extreme. That's all. Okay. I think he he just took the wrong approach, and uh, like uh, I, I think he's got to come back into honor before he can deal with this. He's got to get them. He's got to calm the other side down. Like, basically, yep. sorry that I was such a dick. I'm uh, willing to work with you people. What is it that you require of me so that I can have my kid back and go on with my life? Like, what is it? Cut all the bullshit. What is it that you guys need? And I'll make it happen. Whatever it is, tell me what it is, and I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give in and cower in fear and admit that they're, you don't have to say uncle, all this other crap, but at least get them, them in a position where they'll communicate and they'll yeah. be polite and respectful. And then you work with each other to settle it. Um, Mike, this is Quilla. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. Um, Janine is typing in the chat. I'll read a couple of them for you if you wish. Um, it says, uh, yes, it is all good. The lovely lady has another baby. She's talking about the guy and the woman. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, the message was from May the 6th. So she's having another baby, and she's doing fine, basically. Cool. Yeah. That's what the name pretty much typed in the chat. Eric is on the call, Mike. See, that was another thing about um, about the Guyana lady case. Um. The, the it was Guyana lady is the grandmother and the mother is in the legal world considered a minor um, and I don't recommend this for every case so hopefully not everybody gets a bunch of funny ideas mm-hmm. but I wrote a letter to the man acting as judge and it was kind of a, it, I made it sound as bad as possible, but the letter was basically asking the judge, well, the man acting as judge, asking him if he's aware that the 
uh, that Alicia, the woman acting as CPS woman, attempts to intercourse with a minor because they were sending, because her name's Lovey and she was, I think, 16 years old at the time and the state was sending her summonses and trying to contract with her to uh, to take care of her child for her. But obviously everybody knows you can't contract with a minor, not legally. And I think oh. that... I think that letter was a big part of it. There was also a notice, but I think that letter was part of it. Just saying uh, to the man acting as judge, are you aware that this woman's intercoursing with a minor? And I think they're like, hey, uh, that sounds terrible. We better get rid of this. Wow. Interesting. Because that was was the last letter and the last notice that was filed. And... Mm -hmm they sent the letter dismissing it voluntary of, I think they called it a voluntary dismissal. Okay. Hi, Cindy. Yeah. Hey, hey, Aquila. Hey, Mike, how are you going? Good. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you. Look, if you don't mind, I'll just pass on this message from uh, lovey hearts, which is the actual mum of, um, of the little baby. Um, it was her birthday on the 6th of May, so I sent her a, you know, a happy birthday. And she wrote back, and this is her message. Um, thank you. Um, my baby boy, he's about two now. He's about to turn two. And currently, I am expecting a girl as well. Things are going great. Awesome. So I just thought I'd share that with everybody. Yeah, especially you, Mike, because you... You know, you wrote, you're the one who wrote mostly all those letters for her. Yeah, thanks for the update. That's cool. Okay. Hey, what was the update? I was I was out. My battery died. Oh. Uh, um, Guyana lady. Her yeah. her daughter her daughter Lovey Hearts, who who is the mother of the baby. Um, yep. She had a birthday on the 6th of May. I, I sent her a happy birthday. She wrote back saying, thank you. He's about to turn two, which is the one that, you know, the CPS was trying to steal from her. Yep. Um, and she said, currently she is expecting a little girl as well and things are going great. Oh, not another one. All right. They're still out of Florida. Uh, uh, outside of uh, the state, I do. I do not know that. What do you mean? You got a letter? I got a message from her. That's all she wrote. Oh, oh, oh I, thought you, you. I thought it was a letter. No, it's it's a it's a little Skype message because it was her birthday, and I wished her happy birthday on the sixth of May. And she oh, said that's... she sent back saying, "Thank you. He's about to turn two. Currently expecting a little girl as well. Things are going great. That's all she said. That's good. Good to hear. It it's is good nice to, to hear. It's nice of them to come on and once in a while and say hello. Help help people out, and then they don't even have the courtesy to at least say hello or send a birthday card. So can we all agree that this was a success story? I think I'm sure we can. This is a success story worth sharing. 
it, I would it say quasi, a quasi success. It can't be a success story. I keep hearing people say this shit don't work. <laughs> well, your letter certainly worked, and I mean that straight from the horse's mouth. Okay, things are going great with her. Yeah. I would say it's I would say it's a quasi success, uh, only because they uh, ran out of state. But nonetheless, you know they have the child, and that's the important thing. Well, whether okay. they left the, whether they left the state or not. The other side just withdraw or dismiss their own charges or dismiss their own case, and they haven't bugged her in over a year. Right, but that's why I'm saying it's a quasi success because they're not bothering her because she's out of state. If she no. had stayed in state, hold they're on, not. if she had stayed in state and all that stuff worked, then it would be a great success. Okay, well, you can say that all you want. She wrote a letter and they dismissed the case. Yep. So being, they're not leaving her alone because she ran away. They're leaving her alone because they dismissed the case. But that's my point. I'm saying if she was in state, they may not have done that. Okay. Well, may I ask you guys something? Where she is now, could they still go after her where she is now? Yep. Okay, well... There you go. It's done. It's finished. Because if they, if where she is now, they can still go after her, then it was dismissed totally. Because if they really wanted to, they would go after her. Well, they wouldn't be able to go after her out of state. They would have to contact the other state to do it. And they don't know where she's at. But I agree it's a success. I, I just don't think it's oh. a total success. Well. My my thoughts on the matter is this. Uh, Mike said that uh, after she sent the notice, they returned the notice with a dismissal. So can we get more information on the notice that she sent out in order to get some kind of reaction like that? Who's speaking, please? Hi, this is Michael. I'm with Hi. VTAP. Murder. All right. Um... I can uh, I can probably dig out my old computer and look up the files. I'm sure I have that notice on my old computer. Uh, that would be extremely helpful to a lot of people. I, I actually may also have have it. I think we were working in a in a Skype room when we were doing that. I don't think we were working in a Skype room, but I think uh, I think I did send that to you. Well, if you sent it to me, I'd probably have it. Yeah, one thing is, um, like, whether, even if it is a success, I usually don't, uh, I don't share documents because it's not my case, it's not my life, it's not my business to be handing out their private documents. Um, Some of them were made public. I don't really remember which ones. But um, I usually don't share documents that I write for people unless they give me permission. I usually let them do it. And I don't ever share documents that people receive from others, whatever. I just don't, I don't share anything unless I'm supposed to pretty much, but. Okay. Do you do you still are you still in touch with Lovey Hearts at all, Mike? No, I uh actually I think I 
I do have her phone number actually, but I I use I used to mostly communicate on Skype. Yeah, I got okay. I got eleven uh, eleven uh, documents on her. Yeah, don't uh, don't go giving them out because they're not really mine to give out. Oh, I know. No, well, I was just wondering. Um, you, you know, I could send her a message and just ask her. Um, would she be willing to give, you know, uh, one or two out or them all or something like that and just wait for a response from her before we do anything? Yeah, I That's think, understandable. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think it might be helpful for some people to at least see the document where the other side sent her the letter saying that they voluntarily dismissed the case just because people are always going... I need proof that this works. I don't believe it. So it's sometimes good for them to see a document from the other side. Exactly. All right. Well, I'll send her a message and she see if she would like to share. Um, you know, if she if she is um, willing to share those letters um, with with the Skype group. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I have her number. I could probably send her a text message soon too. Yeah, it might be better coming from you, Mike, then, because, I mean, you're the one who helped her with, with those letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then. I'll leave that. Yeah, because I, I, I haven't talked to any of them for a while, so it'd be good to say hi and see what's up anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she did send me a message uh, a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, she had some sort of speeding ticket and she was wondering how she got out of it. So I just gave her a couple of Carl's, you know, Carl's um, YouTubes. Janine, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you, Krilla? I'm fine. Hey, I just wanted you to oh, remember me. I, I was the one that you were speaking with regarding that $12,000 debt. You remember that occasion and Carl blew up on the on the call? <laughs> I'm Did the what? one. No. Yeah, and then, and then blew up on me later on a call, <laughs> on private call. I'm the one. You remember? Carl, oh. Carl exploded. Oh, twice. right, on, on Angela's call. Yeah, I'm the one. Yeah. That's who you're speaking with. Oh, hello. I couldn't. I couldn't understand what Carl was going on about. Really, I, I couldn't. So, right. Yeah. Well, I understand yeah. exactly what he was going on about. Okay. And he was right, but at the same time, he was wrong. He was quasi right and quasi wrong. <sighs> Yeah, I believe if you owe a debt, you pay it. But then if they send you a fake debt that, that you know, you haven't even used or, you you know, that that's wrong. No, if you write to them to verify the debt and they write you back and say, oh, on second thought, we checked your account out, it's zero. Who would argue with that? Oh, no, 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 I want to pay. Yeah. You say yeah. I owe and zero, but I believe I owe 12000 Let me send you a check. <laughs> Kyle wouldn't do that. Carl, Carl oh. would take the angle that God let. That's right. He would take he would take the angle that God gave him and run with it. <laughs> so, 
But um, he, you, you got out of that debt, didn't you? And you did it honourably? Is that my, that, That's my understanding. Yes, that's the correct understanding. No, there was no debt. He didn't get out of anything. They told him there was no debt. Yeah, the that's debt what I mean. was a $1,000 bill. Hey, by the, the way. It was actually removed because it was a fault debt. Uh, by the way, um, any updates on uh, the, anybody called that Mark guy in Chicago and uh, we knew anything about what's going on there? About uh, would donations? You, uh, yeah, would you believe I, while I put it up on the Skype room and the call wasn't recorded, um, I never actually, it was, you know, in the group, but then I didn't put it up in the Skype rooms, you know, so Mark's phone number. So if any, I have asked uh, because Cheyenne wanted to know what was going on um, and there was somebody else saying, well, the call wasn't recorded. And then I said, well, Carl is going to be in Chicago next weekend, you know, um, and I said, I don't have the phone number actually because I didn't put it up in any of the rooms. So did that go up in the rooms? Because I did ask if, that if anybody had that number, could they put it up in the Skype rooms? Well, I recorded most of that call, first of all, and I said uh, that anybody that could show they donated either to Gus or to um, uh, Carl or whatever was going on, I would uh, give them a copy of it. Uh, and uh, the call, I did write it down, the number. Great, because if you could give that to me, I'll put it in the Skype rooms now with a little message, Vitale. Yeah, don't call, don't call this guy at like two o'clock in the morning like you guys called Sonia. <laughs> really? They're calling? Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm. I got blank quick. Now I could get away with it, see, because my time zones are just all out of whack over here. But you in the states, no, nah, you, you guys can't get away with that. I think uh, I think Sonia needs to stop giving out her phone number in public. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Children that can wake up. So this anyway, is- I got the phone number here for Mark. Eight four seven seven five seven double o seven seven. Oops! You're going to have to do that again. By the right, by the time I wrote Mark, it was already gone. Eight eight four seven. Well, you could have you could have a mark later and written the number as I was saying it. Okay, I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me a hard four, time. Eight four seven. Uh huh. Seven fifty seven. Seven fifty seven. Double o double o seven seven. Double o seven seven. So eight four seven seven five seven double zero double seven. Yeah. Okay, I'll put that message out. Thank you, Vitale. Sounds like a made-up number, you know, 757 airplane and then 0077. I think he's uh, I think he's involved in some kind of conspiracy. Yeah, F-81 for sure. <laughs> we, we should tell Carl not to go there. He's being set up. <laughs> it's a good thing he uh, stood up for the credit card company the other day. They will go easy on him. <laughs> he was telling us we should pay for that. I think he's sponsored by the credit card company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Is he like a little uh, a Wells Fargo uh, coach with uh, four horses? And then, uh, you know, there's a squiggly uh, a man with sandals and a, a, a scraggly beard jumps out. Oh, there! I drive around with an I Love Bank of America bumper sticker. <laughs> and the bum- Obama sticker below that. <laughs> well, all right. We got to go with Richard to uh, court tomorrow. So we're going to be cutting this thing out. I don't know if you guys are going to hang around or not. So we're going to have to delay our work for tomorrow, uh, MF. If you get a chance to uh, write some of those things up on uh, on my Skype room there, that would be good. I'd like to still get that thing in the in the post, like you guys say, tomorrow. What, you, you sent me something to check? No, I didn't. That's my point. I said I haven't had a chance to do that. If you could, if you got time and, and uh, you're so inclined to write some of that stuff up, would be good. Especially uh-huh. the one for the accuser and Peter. Well, I I talked to you hours ago. I can't possibly remember what I told you to write. Yeah, but you recorded it. I did? Yeah, your phone records when you use it. Yeah, so you expect me to go and actually try and figure out how to use my phone to find the file and sounds like a mm-hmm. lot of work. You know me better than that. Janine will help you. <laughs> Who's going to pay her? If no, you can always call Sonia at 2 o'clock and ask her for help. <laughs> no, last time I did that, she didn't like it. I mean, I didn't do that. <laughs> what what national names did she call you? She couldn't say. But I'm sure you don't have a problem saying it. It wasn't me. Duh. Remember, she said some sicko called her. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was you. <laughs> Darn it. You just proved it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Everyone is uh, you and every else, everyone else that's there, <clears throat> or or use. use one all. time, one time uh, I was. Uh, this is when when Rainbow Pony God was kind of new to Carl's stuff, and he was uh, dealing with a whole lack of traffic issues, and uh, and chasing prosecutors, redheaded. No, that was Mark. Oh, but, um, isn't that who Rainbow Pony God is? No, Rainbow Pony God's Terry. He's oh, surrounded. Oh, Terry A. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's surrounded by Canada too. But he, uh, I, I helped him with a letter to the to the man acting as prosecutor, and uh, we asked him who is the you that you refer to in your letter, and the guy actually wrote back. The you I am referring, you are the you I am referring to. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm like, you moron, I can't believe you actually wrote that. <laughs> you are the you I am talking to, or 
Yeah, you which are the you, which you are you referring to you that I'm you. <laughs> Bunch of you use. You who's <laughs> All right. Everyone have a good night. Yeah, you Sounded too. like it was an okay call until Mike came on. I mean, right. uh, not that that Mike ML here. Talking until about I... some Guiana lady. <laughs> this guy is so racist. All he all he gets excited about is when there's some colored person involved. I'm not a racist. I never ran a race in my life. You race to the pot plant. <laughs> when there's a uh, high wind, there's MF running. You gotta stake them plants. Hunker them down. All right. Good night, everyone. All right, guys. Take care. Great. Thank you, MF. Yeah, have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Now is soon. Anybody else say anything to add or any more questions? I'm here. Well, I'm sending somebody your way, Mike. They're in Canada. Um, it's the guy with the maple syrup, just so you know who. Um, so I told him I'm going to talk to you first about this and then go from there. All right. I will. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I might be changing my last name soon enough. Are you getting married? I didn't say that. <laughs> changing your last name? Just because I'm changing my name. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah, to get married. But, hey, one day I hope to, so we'll see. But, um, anyways, um, I'm going to pass the information to you, Mike, okay? You still here, Mike? Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Everybody, don't read the chat board right now. Oh, Mike actually hung up.
Denise, you still here? Yes, I'm just posting all in the rooms. Oh, I see. Yeah, Mike, I guess, hung up. I'm not sure why, but maybe he'll come back on. Who is Money Mike, you know? Is the call still going? It is. Who's speaking, please? Anonymous. I'm sorry? What's the subject matter? Always law. That's common to man. You have a question? No, just listening. Oh, okay. That's cool.
questions on the board? Well, sort of. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to read it. <laughs> oh, my. I'll tell you.
Mike, are you still here? Yep. Okay. I'm just going to get going. Mike, it'll be a ring tomorrow sometime. So it's already tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I'll give you the information um, to help that guy. All right, I'm going to say good night. God bless all. This is Janine and all. Take care. Okay, you too. Yep, I'll get together. Okay, good night. Good night. Well, good day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm two in the afternoon here, or Tuesday afternoon. So. <laughs> wow. It's yeah. About, it's, it's about uh, 12 a.m. here. 12 to yeah. Yeah, it's I'm like 14, 14 hours ahead. Janine's so. from the future. <laughs> yeah, the, the future down under, so underneath, <laughs> underneath, underneath, but in front. So just to confuse the crap out of everybody. <laughs> it's all good.
Rodney Cash. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yep. Hey, man, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. This is Greg Herring out of uh, Colorado. I'm guessing you – it's been a while, but you probably remember me. Yeah, I remember you. How's it going? (laughs) 
not bad. <clears throat> well, the silence was kind of killing me, so I thought I'd thought I'd jump in and uh, let you know what's been going on. Um, is that all right with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, so on my family court case, I uh, took me forever just to, to decide what to do, how to do it, to get myself to a point where I felt like I understood what I was doing well enough to actually take some, you know, to start taking some action on it. Yep. And um, so about four or five weeks ago, what I decided I was going to do was to simply, um, I guess, take the uh, verify the debt approach. And um, so what I did is um, I went to the court and <clears throat> looked through the uh, file, and I was just looking for basically any documents that were signed because really all I was interested in was documents where something was verified, right? So I just limited it to that. And, well, just because um, it has a signature doesn't mean it's verified, but it's a good idea to look for documents with signatures. Right, right. So I did that. I looked through about a foot and a half stack of paperwork and uh, basically just confirmed what I already knew about, um, you know, w whether or not anything in the case is basically ver verified to be true. You don't get a lot of questions. Whoever's not talking, you out. There's some kind of noise in the background. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> so, so what I did next is that I started writing up notices. I wrote ten different notices, and each notice had to do with basically claiming whether or not a certain record either existed or did not exist in the in the court file. <clears throat> so so for example, one of the premises of the case were these claims about my mental health that I had this what they called a thought disorder. Yeah. And um yeah, so that was one of the premises that they used heavily in the case. Well, what, what are they what are they saying this like I don't I'm I'm not familiar with that disorder. What are they saying is wrong? They the funny thing is is they didn't say specifically what they meant by the term thought disorder. They just left it general. They just used the term thought disorder. Well, they described me as being um basically um like along the lines of delusional or so out of touch with reality that I was in basically the argument they made was that I was incapable of um, uh, um, you know properly determining my son's needs well who, at the time who, who is they that, that diagnosed you with this magical disorder <laughs> well it was uh psychiatrist um 
way back in 2005, that, that's basically the time the whole case began. And it was one of the first things they had both my son's mother and I do was to go through this uh, psychological uh, testing. And um, so she was the originator of that uh, opinion. And um, so what I wound up doing starting as of just just before we move on to something else like was she saying um oh he has a thought disorder because he believes the moon is made of swiss cheese or is she saying you have a thought disorder because you believe the government has no jurisdiction over your private affairs or Um, like what is what is she saying what what kind of thoughts do you have that she think is wacko? <laughs> uh, it, it, in the psychological testing, this thought disorder nonsense was a result of the Rorschach testing. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Was that ink blot? It's the ink blot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so, so a meaningless blob of paper is yeah. going to say whether you're crazy or not. Yeah, basically, that's how that goes. So she wasn't, her interpretation of my interpretations of these completely ambiguous blots of ink uh, meant that, you know, I have a thought disorder. So the, the way she worded it in her report was along the lines of maybe this, might be that, could be this, as opposed to terms that are more you know, definitive and confirming something. Mm. So so I wrote her a letter, basically, and, and the, the basic gist of my letter is that do you have any evidence that your opinions are true? You know, that I actually, you know, suffer this thing. And I got nothing but silence from her. So I did a follow-up letter. Um and then ultimately did a third letter, maybe six months after the second letter, and she's just nothing but silence on her end. So, um, yeah, so I couldn't get her to verify that this, you know, that she believed her opinion about this thought disorder thing was, you know, actually true. Um, So, I don't know if you, you want me just to keep rambling on, or what do you what are you thinking? Um, yeah, go ahead. So, so for example, then four weeks ago, of the ten notices that I put in, one of the notices had to basically said, um, I blah 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 claim that no record exists in which a um, well, exactly how I worded it, but a comp- uh, competent professional with first-hand knowledge uh, does verify that I suffer any any sort of quote mental illness is basically how I said it. <clears throat> and um, you know, nor do, nor do I have any uh, mental health history, nor did this person. Nor did said person uh, or said professional 
verify any such claim in open court. Um, that, so that was basically one of the 10 notices uh, that I put in. And then the, the, the tag on the notice was um, basically saying that uh, uh, that the, this claim stands true um, unless basically someone can come forward with proof that it's untrue, which of course never happened. So all 10 notices are basically exactly like that, just attacking the various, you know, whether or not there's any verified proof that I ever harmed my son, that I ever injured him, like that, or that he ever suffered this condition that they um, alleged he suffered from. Um, you know, just attacking the basic premises of the case was my game plan. And so four weeks go by, and then I shoot the clerk of court an email, and I say to her that, you know, I put these notices in. No one's claiming them true, them untrue, and I don't think anyone will. And so what I'm going to want to do is to, uh, is to uh, require that the case be discharged. And I presume that I can write the order to discharge the case. And then I, I uh, left it with, is that correct? <clears throat> and where normally she would get back to me within 20, 30 minutes of me emailing her, a week went by. And I thought she was ignoring me. But finally, a week later, she writes me back, and she, three words, that is correct. Hmm. So, so now I'm in this position where a, the clerk of court has confirmed that I can write the order to, to uh, discharge the entire case. Um, but I've been reluctant and a little hesitant to <laughs> do that because, you know, my, I start wondering, well, um, you know, usually in a family court case, the attorney proposes the order, right? So if I write the order, are they going to treat it that way? And then I'm, you know, obsessing over the language to use, you know, do I order so-and-so, or do, do I just flat-out declare it discharged? <laughs> you know, I've got some uncertainty about how to actually write the order, but... So... Um, anyway, that's kind, of, that's kind of where things are at. Um, and, I, I, and another piece is that I wrote the chief judge a letter. I basically said that you know, I put the notices in, no one's rebutted them, I'm going to require the case discharged, and what, and basically the last question was, um, what would you require of me in order to discharge the case? Something like that, pretty close to that. And, um, you know, of course, I was expecting a written reply, a written signed letter from her sent back to me, but what she does instead is that she passes the letter down to the family court judge who then takes my letter and she writes on the letter itself, you know, four sentences or so, signs her name, um, 
uh, with the title district court judge, and then there's a third element, the court seal. So there's now a court seal, and I'm thinking, you know, I've never seen this court seal on any other document in the case. No other order in the case has a court seal. <clears throat> which I found a little curious, and I thought, well, God, is she responding to me in the public where everything prior to that was uh, purely private? Um, you know, and of course, I couldn't get any what I thought were, you know, straight answers from any what the court. Did you have any insight on that? Well, what were the four lines that she wrote? Um, one of the things she said was that um with regard she said with regard to the orders in the case the the basis for the orders must be expressed in said orders and it is not uh required that we maintain any such you know records uh that would be the record or the the formal record of you know, the, whatever the basis for the order is, we're not required to maintain those records in the court file. <clears throat> so that was one of the things she said. She said my um, that my request lacked legal authority, which I don't disagree with. Um, she made it... She, she made a couple, oh, that my request was untimely, she said. But the heart of it was just to say that they're not required to maintain any records in the court file that would, you know, that would serve as the, the basis for any, any uh, order in the case. Um, to add one more little one more little piece, I think the reason why she said that is because I found out that in 2012, the court released or destroyed, I can never confirm which, but they released or destroyed records in the case. I was like, what are you guys talking about, released or destroyed? Who, who authorized that? Well, we, we don't know who authorized that. We can't tell you. We don't know. I was like, well, what orders, what records were released or destroyed? And uh, they, they didn't know. We don't know. Okay, well, who, who is they that said we don't know? The uh, clerk of court. Was that in writing? Yes. Holy yeah, all over, e all over email. Yep. And... Uh, yeah. And so she, she, and then I said, well, you got to, you know, you, there's got to be, it would seem to me that if you're going to release or destroy records, you probably would want to have an electronic backup of a record, which turns out to be uh, the actual rules um, for that sort of thing. You know, they can release, they can destroy, provided that they make an electronic backup. But she also confirmed in an email that no electronic backups were made of the records that were released or destroyed. I can't even confirm if they were destroyed or, or released. I'm like, well, who, who requested the release of the records? Well, we don't know. 
<laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, so anyway, so I say all that to give you some understanding as to why the judge in what she wrote um, on, the, on my letter, um, why she wrote that uh, uh, records are not required to be maintained uh, in the court file. So, little history on that. So, so you never mentioned that court records were released or destroyed, and then this judge just wrote that we don't have a responsibility to keep the records, and then you found out that some were destroyed. Well, in my letter, in the first paragraph to my letter to the chief judge, I believe I did refer to the the uh, register of actions event ID numbers, you know, I, uh, there were two of them, in 2012 referring to release or destruction of records. Um, and, um, yeah, so I think she was replying to that. Um, when I asked about the four lines on the letter, the first part that you that you said, it kind of sounded like if you want an order, then you're going to have to provide her the reasons why you want that order, why you want that order to be so. Why? It almost, to me, it almost sounded like he's saying, yeah, we'll grant you that order if you tell us why you deserve it. That's kind of what it sounded like. Okay, say more about that because I I missed that. Um, did she say that you must provide her with the basis for the order? Oh, the basis for the uh, the order for discharge? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like it, to me, the way you said it the first time, it sounded like what she wrote was we will order this case discharged if you give us the reasons why it should be. That's kind of the okay. idea I've got. Give me 20 seconds and I'll <clears throat> just pull up exactly what she said. But if the court clerk admits that the records were released or destroyed, and then she admitted that there was no electronic backup, then they That's already correct. had a problem. Yeah, a serious yeah. problem. A what problem? A serious problem. <laughs> yeah, you'd think, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm kind of blown away that she would actually just come right out and tell you that. Yeah, well... My email to the clerk of court, man, I followed your lead on that. I was like, simple, one-sentence question at a time. You know, so I really locked her into um, some very simple questions. Which just and, makes, uh, me laugh I, even, it makes me laugh even more because I always hear people saying they're all a bunch of dishonorable shitbags. They'll do anything. They're a bunch of crooks <laughs> and criminals. And it sounds yeah. to me like, like this this statutory actor was very honorable. 
Yeah, and it's I've also always... funny. I also think it's funny that you did short, simple letters and you got exactly the answers you were looking for. Yeah. Um, and they, they they were just emails, dude. They weren't even letters. They're just an email to the clerk of court. And like I said, this particular clerk of court, I kind of like. She's not talked to her on the phone, and uh, she's a pretty straight shooter, you know. And, um, you know, yeah, sometimes, I I have to, sometimes I have to really kind of nail her down. And, and, and it, you know, it, this our correspondence goes back and forth, back and forth. And, <laughs> you know, basically where it's like, no, what I'm asking is, X, yes or no. <laughs> so sometimes it can get like that, but yeah, I don't even know this woman. I like her already. Yeah, I actually do too. Um, okay, so here's what. Oh, all right. This is what the judge wrote. Yeah. Now, do you would you like me to read? To start with the letter that I wrote the woman acting as chief judge? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so what that says is um, regarding discharge of quote and then the case number. And it says, greetings, Maria. On April 21 and May 6, 2016, I viewed the complete record of the case, in quotes, <clears throat> the ROA event ID X and Y, refers to the release or destruction of documents, and I understand from Deborah Crosser, which is the clerk of court, that no electronic copies of said documents exist. On May 12, I put onto the record uh, 11 notices regarding the records of the case. Should the claims made therein stand true, I will require the case be, and when I say the case, what I actually wrote is, quote, case number, end quote, um, be discharged for no verifiable proof of cause for the orders. Um, given that I do not under understand legalese or legal procedure, what will you require of me for such discharge? Please reply by signed letter. That was my letter. Okay. <clears throat> and so what the family court judge replied, she hand wrote right on the letter itself. She said, the last order in this case appears to have entered in 2011. Any evidence considered by the court as the basis of its rulings would be reflected in said orders and is not required to be maintained in the court file. Furthermore, this request lacks legal authority and is untimely. Any request to discharge the case must be denied. And then she signed her first and last name, dated it. Um, um, yeah, and then it also includes the um, Boulder County Combined Court seal, um, which is a new, brand new addition to the case. But yeah, so that's basically it. So now what it kind of sounds like is she's saying, well, if we made an order, there's got to be a good reason we made that order, but we can destroy it and we don't have to keep records of why we did it. Yep, that's kind of what uh, I thought as well. 
except the way she worded it is a little ambiguous. Uh, what a surprise. And it's just not clear. So I wrote the clerk of court an email about what this judge wrote. And I asked the clerk of court, I said, this, this is not clear to me what she's saying. I mean, is she saying that she believes the records once existed in the court file and that the court, that it's not required that the court maintain those records? <clears throat> um, or is she saying that um, they just don't need any sort of records at all? <laughs> like they don't, they don't require um, any proof at all on the record as a basis for an order. We'll see. Um, she's actually not really correct because if the rule, like, it's my belief that it is absolutely illegal and unlawful for them to destroy court documents. But they put the provision in there, they can destroy the court documents as long as they have electronic records. She's saying yep. that they can destroy the records and that's that. So yeah. the, the, the court clerk lady told you the real rule the judge lady told you part of the rule. But you can't just go destroying and mutilating and tampering the court with the court file. <clears throat> right. And kind of my position is that, and, and I told the clerk of court this as well. I said, I don't know if she means X or if she means Y, but what I'm saying is that those records never existed. They never existed in the court file. I said, that's what I'm saying. Well, see, and then, I, I'm just guessing here, but I would think that that rule about destroying court records would be in the case like, Say there was a court case that happened in 1952, and, it, and it's 3,000 pages, and they just don't have the room to store a document, or they don't have the room to store a file that big, yep. where everybody's dead, and that case is never going to be heard again anyway, so they could scan them into a computer and get rid of the paper. Exactly. Because and that's because because they would be able to print off new documents if for, I don't know, maybe somebody's grandkids wanted to come back and clear the records or something. Yep. So I don't know if, if you're brave enough or you got a puke bucket big enough, look through the codes and see what that code pertains to. Cause that, you, might you, that, be for, that, that rule might only apply to outdated documents, meaning they had no right or authority to destroy any records in an active case file. Yeah, well, I did ask him uh, where it's written that this would be allowed, and she pointed me right to it. So I read the rules, and uh, basically, in that kind of a case, the records are to be kept indefinitely, as you would, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, and then, as you just said, 
they can release or destroy on the condition that they make electronic copies, which nobody's going to have a problem with. Um, but then yeah, I'm trying to rack my brains about there is something. I'm having a total brain fart, but yeah, I've been doing that all night. Any, yeah, I mean, but it, so so basically, my my idea is to uh, put an order into the court, which basically says um, no one disputes the fact that these. Uh, that these records never existed. They never existed. At, at no time did these records exist in the court file to basically say that. But it's not just that. It's that some records do exist in the court file which completely rebut the, some of the premises of the case. For example, on the, this mental health thing, I, there's all, there's, <laughs> You know, they ordered me into um, a psychoactive medication evaluation, which I did, and the psychiatrist was like, well, you don't need meds because there's no evidence of uh, any kind of, uh, you know, you, there's, I don't see anything. <laughs> so you obviously don't need medication. So he put, so that report, that record, which signed by him, is a part of the court record of the, of the case. So that would be an example of a record that exists in the case that is a, you know, um, uh, a rebuttal of this notion that I suffer some kind of a mental illness. So that record, that verified record exists, and there's no verified record, no verified record ever existed uh, to the effect that I'm uh, some kind of a wacko. So. So I want to put all that into, like, basically a claim in, a, in an order and then require the complete discharge of the case is my thinking on it. Yeah, I'm wondering if, um, if you should just politely rake that judge lady over the coals. Very short, specific questions, and just keep nailing her with question after question and box her in. Yep. They ask questions like, uh, "What laws and facts do you rely upon that lead you to believe that any man or woman has the right or authority to mutilate, tamper, or destroy court files?" Yeah. That'd be a hell of a question to ask. Or ask, um, what criteria do you use to decide what uh, what court documents you would like to destroy and which ones you would like to keep on the record? <laughs> yeah. Or what would be what would be the benefit and to whom would the benefit be to destroy uh, files within an active case? Well, the case, I believe, was closed. 
Nope. And never, never closed. I didn't. I didn't think so because I, I thought I read that somewhere. Somebody said it, and then I asked the clerk of court. I said, "Can I still file something into that case?" It said, "Sure, you can." Which told me, "Okay, we're still active on this thing." Yep. <clears throat> so. Yeah, another. So those are great questions to ask. Um, I'm wondering, um, you know, obviously a, a signed letter to the judge would be one way. But I'm I'm wondering if putting those questions in the like in the form of a notice, like smack it right on the record, put a notice right on the record with that. Uh, um, you you could. But I think I would uh oh my phone's freaking out, hold on. I think I would uh I think I would grill her for a little while first. Um it might be a good idea to uh be polite and honorable and give her a chance to fix her mistake somehow. <clears throat> yep. I, I kind of tried to do that. I, I explained to the clerk of court and to the district court administrator that I think there was an error because I I asked nothing of any of any judge. You know, what I did is simply to write a man-to-man letter to the, you know, to Maria. And uh, so I think the error is uh, is clear, and uh, you know, ask that this ruling be withdrawn. <clears throat> And I think they're just ignoring that, so. But. Oh, my phone's going to die in about 30 seconds. I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> Are you plugged in or? Yeah, my, uh, my cord is defective. Oh, that's fine. Hey, can I jump in first? Yeah, whoever you are, man, I I, I would love to hear uh, other points of view. Well, I I know that this is probably way off base for the for most of the people on this call, but it's always fun to poke. I like I like it's fun to poke things. Uh, a lot of times, you just remember you're just asking a question after all, right? So you're not making yourself subject to anything. Um, so from my, uh, I would ask a very simple question. Um, is this court subject to the Constitution and specifically are the records subject to Article 4? And then you can quote what Article 4 says, Section 1. It says, full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state. And here's the key part. And the Congress the Congress may by general laws prescribe the manner in which such records, acts, and proceedings shall be proved and the effects thereof. <clears throat> and, of course, then there's Section 2, which you really don't need to get into because I know people don't like the Constitution or whatever. I don't understand it. But I just think it's kind of fun because, the, you know, they're, they at least, they're, they're subject to it even if you're not Section 2 is kind of fun because you're not claiming to be a citizen. You can just ask a question, 
And is it true, you would phrase it, is it true that citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens of the several states? You're not claiming to be a citizen. You're just asking a question, is that true? It's like asking, is it true that dogs have to be on leashes? That doesn't mean you're a dog. You're just asking a question. So that's kind of fun to do because the reason I mention that is what you're doing is you're setting them up, in my mind anyway, that you're setting them up that they have violated a constitutional article because Congress is the one that has the power, not them. Yeah, what's funny about that is in 2008, there was a two-day trial on this family court matter. And on morning number one, the morning of day one, my attorney and the judge get in a screaming match with each other. (laughs) And uh, one of the things the judge screams out is that the Constitution has no standing in this court. Well, that's true. The Constitution doesn't have any standing. It presides. (laughs) See, the, the thing is that people fail to recognize how tricky they are. What they do is they say true statements. They're true yeah. statements, but they also reveal deception. I'll give you an example. When I asked the, yeah. this judge in a court case, have you ever seen the deed of trust? She failed to answer it. The second time I came in and asked her, I said, I asked you before if you had seen the deed of trust and you failed to answer. Now, why did I do that? I'm giving her another opportunity to clear the record. She failed to do that. I said, now I'm going to ask you another question. Have you read the note or the deed of trust and the conditions therein her response was this she says i don't see any i don't listen to the words the exact words i don't see anything wrong with the paperwork that is my uh-huh. answer now when you listen to that she is clearly it's it's prima facie evidence that she's avoiding the evading the question because i yeah, asked her a specific direct question have you read the note or the deed of trust and the provisions therein so it's it's a double question not only have you read it but you read the provisions that which is provided for therein which is the she knows what i'm saying is that that's the contract that that the court must abide by all contract the courts cannot enforce contract that doesn't exist so i'm nailing her to the wall so what was her answer i don't see anything wrong with the paperwork well well if how can you see anything that's wrong if you haven't read, you see? So she evaded the question, which is prima facie evidence that she knows exactly what she was doing, which is what I wanted. I got exactly what I wanted by that question. It's the same thing here. You ask them a simple question, and then they evade the question, which, yeah, which is an, that, you know, which is an admission my, of guilt. Yeah, that's, that's for sure my experience. I mean, it's really, really hard to get a straight answer. Yeah. Uh, from anyone, um, so but to, like so today, just to, just today, I was on the phone with a, a city attorney in a in another town. Um, I'm helping uh, a family member with her case, and so today I'm on the phone with the city attorney about all of that stuff. And by the end of the call, I was really clear that. Um, they absolutely will not speak anything to me, uh, anything other than legalese. They won't do it. And uh, it makes for a really, really frustrating call. And I did get frustrated. (laughs) And my blood pressure rose a little bit. It got confrontational, um, which, you know, I always regret. 
But that's kind of the nature of it. It's like I say one thing in certain terms, and they reply to me in a foreign language. And it's like an apple trying to have a conversation with an orange. It's just really... Yeah, well, once um, you get to hang it, let me, let me share something with you. It's not that hard. What you do is you're constantly asking for clarification, but what you do is you box them in. What you do is you say, what, what I hear you saying is this, 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 and this. Is that right. true? Yeah. What I hear yeah. you saying or your response indicates to me this, 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 and this. And at some point, like if they're doing different things, like when the judge sits there and goes, do you plead guilty or not guilty? My first thing is, what is the purpose of that question? What is the intent? What is your, is your intent to provide me, to make me feel safe and secure and to yeah. protect me? Or is it to some way that the, the, the demise me of, of any protections and, and, and safety and security that I might have? Now you put him in a box, he has to answer your question. What yeah. is your intent? I always go to intent, if nothing else. But, then I, but interpretation, well, I hear you saying that. Is that what you're saying? This is what I hear you saying. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and then what, I mean, is the intent? What, what is the intent? Is it your intent to evade the question? Is it your intent yeah. to confuse me? Is it your intent to uh, use language that you know that I'm not familiar with in order to harm me? So bing, bing, <clears> bing, 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 now you've got them in a box. And you're actually yeah. creating evidence that you can use if there's a record, if you make it a record, you have evidence that you can use that they're actually knowingly and willingly causing you injury and misusing their powers and their authority in such a manner to, to deprive you of rights, to deprive you of your security, to deprive you of your freedoms, to deprive you of, uh, of, of your enjoyment thereof. So you now have, a, you have all the elements that you need in order to pursue and bring your own claim. Hey, these people intentionally harmed me. Yeah, I really don't have any intention of making that kind of a claim of, of any sort of intentional uh, intent on their part to to harm me. Uh, it's not... To me, it's possible that they're just regular folks doing their jobs according to <laughs> their rules, according to you know the law they're operating under, and does that mean that they intend to harm me? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can go that far. But well, that's why you ask them a question, and if they right. don't deny it, then, then they're admitting to it. That's that's all. You're not you're making yeah. you're not making accusations. The beauty about questions is you're not making any accusations. You're just yeah, asking absolutely. a question. Yeah, getting clarification. I think that's very very. Right. Uh, very, very powerful. Are you saying that I'm? Are you saying that you know? Again, you know, the first thing, my first inclination when you sat there and said that they were trying to make you out like you've got some mental problem or not. Well, does that go to? Uh, is that you know? You ask them. Well, is the purpose of the, making that determination to deny me some right, or to to say that I'm incapable of doing something? Is that what you're leading to? Right. You know, they're they're what they're doing is the, the what is the what is the purpose of, of this thing? I mean, there's plenty of autistic people out there that have children. Doesn't mean that they're incapable of doing something there. What they're doing is alluding yeah. to something and they're never making the conclusion, but in the end they're depriving you of your child of some, some sort, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, they did <clears throat> they did use it as a way to claim that I was somehow a danger to my child and as I understand it, the only way a parent's 
you know, parental rights can be infringed upon or restricted is if there's some sort of, you know, danger to the child. So, right. but you just know, because just because you just because you do not understand their legalese and just because you may not understand their type of language or they may even may even be able to conclude that you have a mental defect. Well, well what does that got to do with your ability to perform a certain function? That that's what's at issue here. So what they're doing is they're mismaligning you in order to allude to something that they haven't even made a conclusion on the facts. Did they did they yeah. make a conclusion? Did they tie the two together? Did say it is hereby determined that this man is incapable, and it has been determined by the mental uh, determination that he has a mental defect, and therefore it is also determined. See, just because you have a mental defect does not does not necessarily go into an, a, a fact. It doesn't prove just because you have a gun, just because you have a knife, um, just because you have a car, whatever, does not mean that you used it in a manner. Uh, that it yeah. was threatening, intimidating, or to injure another per- another per- another another man. Yeah, right. Doesn't mean you're dangerous. Exactly. So, so again, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Is, but in, yeah, in my case, so. no one's even no one even uh, no one's verified that uh, this uh, this uh, whatever they're talking about this mental illness thing is uh, is even true. No one's even verified it. It's pure. There's no men's ray. Really, there's no men's ray in this case. There's no. There's no. <clears throat> There's no direct link to whether you're, you know, it's like saying, well, a one-armed man or a man missing a finger or a man missing one eye or a man missing, you know, uh, his hair or, you know, uh, has a two-inch penis instead of a four-inch penis, can't sit there and, t- and cook meals and take care of his kid or or go work a job. I mean, uh, you know, yep. look at what's his name, the millionaire, the guy who is in a wheelchair, can't even provide for himself, and yet he had kids. He was able to provide for them through his profession. Yep. So there's no link there that shows that you're in that you have and really what it matters is not so much whether you're capable Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.